Hey, this is uh, Valars from Super Divorce, and this is the intro to this edition of the Supercast. We've been gone for a while because we've been waiting to try and get this episode together. It is the 90th episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. Think of it. Think of it. It's a lot to think about. 90 episodes. I can't even think wow. about it. It's huge. 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 A huge, a huge, huge episode. <laughs> huge. So, <laughs> so please look forward to this episode of the Supercast where we count down the three of us. It's not just Bender and me this week. We're bringing back Jason Vanover from the inbox. Local legend. Local yeah. legend. You might know him from Edgar Derby. What's the album? They can look it up. Uh, Les Droids Del Ohm. Edgar Derby. Look it up or, on Spotify or the Inbox. Yeah. You're on Spotify, right? I think so. I, I don't even know. Okay. At this point. Or, hey, I work for Cadillac now. Come buy a car. <laughs> yeah, go buy a yeah. car from them. <laughs> that buy an Escalade. <laughs> That's what I do now. Just come buy an Escalade. <laughs> so, uh, we count down our top ten albums of 2017. All three of us. Yep. Yes. There's a little headbutting, just a little bit. We all went into this not knowing what the others had chosen as yeah. their top ten albums. No one knew. We kept ourselves a lot of surprises. completely in the dark on everyone else's picks. Yeah. So, any similarities that pop up, just know there was no collusion. <laughs> there was no uh, yeah. funny business going on. We didn't know. None of us no knew collusion. a thing. None. So, uh, compare, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting. Why don't you, before this episode starts, make your I own, will recommend, yeah. Make, sorry. No, you it's know, nothing. you knew where I was going. Yeah, make your own yeah. list. Make your own list. That's great. And see how it stacks up. So, you can do that because this is a podcast. Hit pause. Make your own top 10 list from 2017. Start at number 10. Go down to number one. And see how your picks match up against ours. You know? Be a yeah, fun yeah. thing to do. That'd be something good to do. So go and do that. And uh, while you're figuring that out, um, you can also look us up on the internet. Starting at superdivorceme.com, uh, facebook.com slash superdivorce, Instagram at superdivorceband, and Twitter at superdivorce. If you want to find me on social media, just look up Nicholas Villars and Bender. Where can they find you? Uh, if you want to find me on social media, look up at BenderButt on Instagram. And uh, I got a new phone not too long ago, and I still haven't signed back into Twitter, so don't bother right now. Okay, don't bother. Don't bother with don't that. Don't bother. Don't bother. Don't bother. You're you're not on IG anymore. I'm pretty much on nothing. You're nothing. I've pretty much cl- done a cleansing. I thought you were going to get back on Snapchat. Nah. Not even to see my uh, my new character? I don't think so. I, I like you in person. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want, you can uh, find me on Facebook yeah. by typing in my name, Jason, Jason Vanover. What or the... you could text me and say, hey. <laughs> what about the band? I'm not hyping the band right now. Come on, just give it out there. You, nah. you guys put out some stuff. 
even if you're not doing anything, someone listening might enjoy what you've done already. Uh, yeah, I have a band called The Inbox. Uh, you can look us up on Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, all those places. Uh, we have an EP. Uh, you can look it up on there. What's it called? This side or the other? What was it? This side or the other. We we made an initial EP with like two songs, and I didn't want to quote the wrong one. Mm. So this side or the other, uh, you can look us up anywhere that music plays. The Inbox. At The Inbox, yes. Uh, we're on a hiatus right now because we both have jobs. We work a lot. And babies. And babies. Uh, but we're still making music and we might come back make something else but you never know but yeah look it up still some good tunes out there so yeah. do you have a standout track you would recommend anyone look up first yeah Bridge Protector that's a great track that's uh, everyone's least favorite it's my favorite I my, love that my song. favorite thing I've ever written you said uh, that to me a hundred times early on. yeah uh, it's the opening track it's, a, it's like an intro I'm very proud of it. Yeah, check it out. You might enjoy it. You might hate it. I don't give a fuck either way, but try it out. All right. Well, um, please look forward to this episode. Redemption. Enjoy, chefs. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. We're just going to pick up right here. Welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. I am Velars. I'm Bender. Jason. Jason's here. Jason, who's, uh, you were on our, our podcast pretty much one year ago. Yep, making my triumphant return. Hopefully a little bit of a redemption. <laughs> he said it's his redemption cast. It's the redemption cast for me. I yeah. got a little, a little too crazy last time and grown up a lot over the last year, so... Made some improvements. I have. Um, Got it together a little bit, but still going to bring that wild flair I'm known for. So you still never know what might happen. (laughs) So we were just, uh, we can finish up this conversation. I felt like it was was a good convo going on, so I didn't want to continue it without it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is that that I had found a Super Nintendo Classic out in the wild. Which twice. you won't see twice. I saw it at two different places. Two different places, yeah. So I feel like maybe this past week there was a shipment that no one knew about that Must just went out. Possibly. Because at Best Buy they had like three of them. Really? The one I sent you the picture of from Target, they only had one. But anyway, I sent a picture of the Super Nintendo Classic, which if you're not familiar with it, it came out <coughs> uh, late in September of 2017, and they were sold out like immediately. Um Really they're tough. Not, to they're find. not making more. Either, no, correct. That's as far as I knew until this one, one shot. Deal. Now I'm questioning that. Yeah. Because I saw these new ones. Maybe they'll just like secret ship like yeah a, a, a couple of them every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know, but I I have um, a buddy who I knew wanted one when they first came out and he was not able to get one so I messaged him a picture of this one that I saw out in the wild. 
and he uh, responded like, oh, thanks, but I've got kind of like a, a jury-rigged version, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like a homemade flash drive with Super Nintendo games. And it's like, okay, well, if, if you just want to play them, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But your reaction when you find something exciting in, in the wild is to, you're expecting to be like, oh, man, I'm going to go out and get that. Yeah. The excitement you feel, yeah. you hope to get that return. Right. And when it's not returned. Then it's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. How much did your excitement at that point diminish? Did you have to walk out pretty much defeated? (laughs) No, I didn't. And I'll tell you why. It's because I was at Best Buy to purchase the very first brand new washer and dryer that I've ever purchased in my entire life. That's a big, that's a big boy purchase. It is. You know, we're getting old. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. When you're in that spot, you know, it's like, you don't think about it, but it's like, I'm. I'm probably not going to buy another washer dryer for at least 15 or 20 years. Yeah. So it's like I I went big with it. Yeah. Uh, they're LG. Oh, wow. You ever yeah. seen an LG washer and dryer? I saw them coming in today. Well, yeah. I, I didn't even know before I was at Best Buy that they made washers and dryers. Oh, really? But I asked the guy working, I was like, what would you recommend for this price point that I'm kind of looking to work with? I'm sure you can sympathize. Mm-hmm. Someone who's like, look, I got this to spend. What What's the best thing I can get with my money? And he pointed me in the right direction, gave me a few options between a few different brands. I went around. I looked at some different things. I called my mom, who uh, recently got a new washer and dryer. And I was like, how do you like your front loader? You know? Because <laughs> she has the, uh, have you seen these? The front loading washer and dryer, kind of like you'd, you'd use at a laundromat. Mm-hmm. But for home now. Okay. So I was like, how do you how do you like those? My parents have front loaders. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was I was leaning that way, and then I ended up going with the old school top loading. See, that washer. was my next question. The front loader, it's as simple as what you're saying. It's just where you open it from the front as yeah. opposed to your typical yeah. top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I haven't gotten to that stage yet. So front okay. loaders, you can stack sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Like if you oh, have okay. the room okay. and you can put the washer on on the bottom and the dryer on top or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Huh. Are there dryers that are top load? Because um, every dryer that I can remember is front load. Front load. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a I don't know about it. I, let's let's figure that out. Yeah, let's, let's look into <laughs> that. Time. Let's look into that. I well, I should have said the the front loading washer is what my mom got. Okay. Because everyone has the front loading dryer. It's like mm. just what kind is it? Yeah. You know, so it's like the newfangled ones. You've got sort of uh, to match up with the front loading washer. It's usually like a um, a circle, mm-hmm. a clear circle that you can kind of look into while shit's happening. And you can watch your clothes drying yeah. to see what's going in there. It's yeah, like being on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can look through it. Well, the uh, we didn't we didn't go that route. I went with the old school style, but it is a see through kind of kind of uh, darkened tinted black top on the uh, okay. on the washer. So you can still see through it if you really want to, huh. which is kind of neat. I like that. And then the dryer opens two ways. You can pull it down or you can pull it open from the side, which is pretty nifty. Like a sliding door? No, like just just old school hinge 
from the side or it, when you, it, then your you your arm movement it was like you were uh, mm. like it was like you were yeah. doing a sliding door but oh I no like, well that would have been there this. Yeah. oh okay that no <laughs> not this i didn't know where the so if the it's right here machine was yeah the the, the imaginary machine's right here it's not this. It doesn't slide straight over. It's it's like this. Okay. Or you close it, or you can do this. Oh, okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. And then you got like a digital interface on the front of both. So I know this is a lot of information about washers and dryers, but... <laughs> That's not what we're here to talk about today. No. But if you're looking for one, um, you might be amazed when you go out to see how they've evolved over the years. Yeah. You know? I'm... I've never had to look for a new washer and dryer, so right. It's I don't know what's you don't, available. You don't really think about it uh-uh. if you're not a if you don't work in that field. I feel like it's something <laughs> that you don't think about it very often. Well, here's what's funny. Yeah, just before we kind of delve in, but so where Han and I live now, we actually rent ours. So it's like twenty bucks a month. Your washer and dryer. Yeah, it comes with the unit. You rent it twenty bucks a month, but you can also take those out and buy a new one. So we've been kind of throwing that around. Mm. So it's kind of ironic oh. that you, you bring that up. So yeah. I don't know if we're ready to necessarily make that purchase. Do you feel but... like any... Hey. Hi. Oh, there's some bush beer back there. Look at that. Good call. Surprise <laughs> cameo. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, guys. Sorry, bye. Bye. That was Jason's wife, Hannah. She just tossed in some bush beer and uh It's like a supply drop. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a supply. Yeah. It's like the door cracked and then this twelve pack Sliding just slid in. across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's good. It's That's good. how you stay married for eleven years right there. Uh so Oh, okay, so what I was gonna ask you is, you know, this this comes up coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Do you feel any percentage points more interested in the idea of purchasing a new washer and dryer now that you've heard my story? No, no, <laughs> uh, not at all. I, I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued, but you're no more interested now than you were. Not, not into ago. buying one. I mean, I'm, I'm no, more... I mean, in the, does the, do the gears turn at all? The well, gears like... turned in, in terms of, um, when I do decide mm-hmm. to actually go out, that I'll actually take the time to maybe, ask that man that you talk to like hey yeah. what do you really you know get yeah. someone to put their salesman's hat on as yeah. opposed to just making like a cheap purchase right am i going to go out tomorrow and you know buy one no no but no. Uh, i'm glad we <laughs> how about how about you bender uh well, lindsay's been talking about getting a washer and dryer for a while now we have a washer mm-hmm. so it's very inconvenient to like have a washer and not a dryer that is very inconvenient because it's like you have a washer and we wash our clothes and then like haul wet clothes up to the um office to use the laundromat up at the apartment office it seems really inconvenient it's super yeah. inconvenient but like it's just like sopping wet clothes they're not sopping wet no because the because the washer like you know, spins yeah, the yeah. fuck out of them, so they're just damp. It's not like we're you know cleaning up puddles or anything. I would just get a clothesline at that point. Yeah, well, and then I mean, and when I get a chance, I do laundry at my grandma's too. So, mm. but it, it's been thrown around. But it's more like when Lindsay decides she wants it, she'll probably just go out and buy it. We haven't. Uh, we weren't able to do laundry for like three weeks, so I have a huge pile in there, and. I didn't tell Jess 
the dryer went out right right around New Year's. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty stressed out with work and she was feeling awful from the pregnancy. So I kept it to myself. And I was like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy us a new washer and dryer. Just not going to say anything until then because I usually handle laundry. Yeah. And I'm just going to well let it build up for <laughs> a little bit until I can get out and do it. And uh, so I... Uh, unfortunately was not able to get the time until like earlier this week <laughs> and sometime last week she'd asked me she was like do you want me to give you a hand with some of this laundry because <laughs> i think she noticed it was building up and i was like yeah. no 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 nope. <laughs> i got don't it. worry about it. i got it i'll get to it this weekend just leave it there don't don't worry yourself with this <laughs> <laughs> so i finally told her after i went out and got it Hey, that's why I've been letting it build up because we couldn't we couldn't dry the damn laundry. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not possible right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, congrats so, on your new appliance. Thanks. Thank you very much. You're very and welcome. your pregnancy, which we haven't announced on the podcast yet. I was about to say because this is the first podcast I, of 2018. So uh, yeah, we have been waiting a while, haven't we? Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm a uh, next father. pregnant. I'm pregnant again. Nick specifically, not his wife. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're very progressive. And we're yeah. Doing things a little differently. But, um, yeah. Gen- we gender just, reveal? Or we just, just found gonna, out. Yeah. Keep that, maybe? No, no, no. no. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's a boy. Boy's on the way. Another one. Two. A little tag team. Yep. Uh-huh. They can be a tag team. Maybe they'll be like the Young Bucks someday. I, they're going to be. We, we I just hope so. also <laughs> found out that he's got a. Yeah, he <laughs> He's got a rock <laughs> They they said on the we just went for another ultrasound and and the nurse was stunned. She was stunned. Yeah, I've seen she's, a lot of. She said, you know, "Oh, you usually can't you usually can't make it out that well at this point." But yeah, that's definitely a boy. Yeah, you got a so, little, you got the little porn baby. Yeah, so he's either going to be a pro wrestler or a porn star. <laughs> we'll see. Either way, maybe both. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe a little Val Venus. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been trying to put this podcast together for uh, like over a month now. Not but it's a joking. special cast. It, so is. it is. It was worth so we've been waiting holding for. off. Well, I guess I should probably maybe apologize because it's sort of been my my issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly, I mean. Uh, but to be fair. We wanted to continue the tradition. Of yeah, life. we started yeah. this tradition, but I do live about two hours away, and I do work a lot now. I have a new job, and it's it's harder for me when I get out of work on Saturdays to come up. It's six or seven. We've had some weather issues. We too. had some weather issues yeah. last week and a couple weeks before, so it's been hard. So I uh, I assured them that it would happen, and I I got some doubt from you but, uh, I think the last text was well at this point <laughs> what, what's it really matter <laughs> but at last we, uh, we're here here we are yeah I, so uh, okay go ahead no I, I stick to my promises I said it would happen and here I am here we are episode 90 which is a pizza party that we remembered this <coughs> yes, time yes we remembered so we're having some Domino's pizza and cheers uh, oh. <laughs> I got no. crap all over my pizza. Uh, no. So, pizza. So, not only is this our special uh, pizza party episode, but it's extra pe- special because Jason's here. We're doing 
our top 10 albums of 2017, all three of us. So it's an album review pizza party special extravaganza. Yes. And we've all got beer. And we have beer. We're drinking So we can still light. do beer me. Beer me. Beer me. Yeah. Cheers. Um, Bender and I are drinking Coors Light. And Jason, what do you got? I've got a Red's Wicked Mango. The Mango? Mango. How yeah. is that? Pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Never heard of that. I know I know I know Reds. But I, didn't I know like Reds. I'm not a big I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm more of a, a whiskey guy. Yeah. Uh, if I drink a lot of beer, my allergies act up. Mm-hmm. I'm like a little baby. <laughs> uh, so I've switched to cider typically now, and uh, and maybe not so much whiskey anymore. Right? Yeah, I've kind of cut cut my whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've realized that's probably not the best thing for me. I'm trying to kind of you know. I knew. Um, do you remember Kip? Yeah. From the Great American Beast? Yes. Well, he apparently also turned into a raging asshole whenever he drank whiskey. Mm-hmm. And you said that maybe it was... I wouldn't say I turned into an asshole. I, my thing is, uh, when I drink whiskey, I don't. I have that... I can't turn that valve off. Yeah. I've never had right. that problem with anything else. Uh-huh. I can... I'm good. But for some reason with whiskey, I just go down it's that like rabbit hole... Yeah, and I just, uh, I keep going, so, mm-hmm. kind of cut it, well, kind of cut it, you know? When you get a little older, you got to make those decisions to kind of just... But you can still have tequila. I can do tequila. At a graduated pace. Yeah. I don't really have uh, that headache, and yeah, hmm. so that's kind of kind of where I'm at. Well. Um... And I don't fall asleep on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't heard that one, go back and check out last year's countdown uh, yeah. I don't know what number it was exactly but it was a doozy it was it was fun yeah <laughs> I'll have to make maybe I'll upload a um, a clip of like the last 20 minutes <laughs> or something <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I'd be okay with leaving that in the in the vault yeah <laughs> leaving it for people to search yeah. for actually you know what no you know put it out there okay that's fine yeah Jason Vanover of the Inbox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at his absolute best. Yeah. So, since you're the guest of honor tonight, why don't you kick things off? Okay. Why don't we go around and around? Okay. Don't forget the order this time. I'm going to go, mm-hmm. you nick me. Yep. You nick me. Okay. So, why don't you kick things off with your number 10? Well, well, we'll start let's with honorable, honorable, mention. honorable well, mention. first okay, of all, I have yeah. to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Is there allowed to be a tie? No. So no tie? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I wanted to ask that on air. You have to make the tough decision. Okay. Because I'm... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So there can't be a tie. No. Last chance. No tie. No tie. Okay. So, do you want me to give you both my honorable mentions? Yeah. Um, Just get them out of the way. Well, are we going to do like an honor- a cap on it? Let's say... I've okay, got an only got two. I've got two. two things. Okay, so we'll cap it at two. If you yeah, have, I've only more. got one. Okay, cool. Well, so the first one I just want to give, maybe my song of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the outfit by the Night Game, mm-hmm. which we were introduced to by Bill Burr's podcast. Yeah, he only released two songs the entire year. Yeah. Um. So unfortunately, I can't, in good conscience in any way count that on the list. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's if this really were like the top ten songs of the year, it would yeah. be maybe number one or two. Okay. So that would be on there. I agree with that. The so, other one, which you might laugh, but I had to include this, 
is the canyon. <laughs> As you chuckle. No. Because no. the first half is garbage. I think mm-hmm. we established that it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I kind of gave it a chance, the second half is really good. Mm-hmm. Over and over again is like one of the best songs the use has ever written, maybe, especially in the last decade. Um, we really loved that song. We, we had high hopes for the album. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't live so up. Yeah. It didn't live up. Uh, but that song alone, and there's a few other songs, uh, Upper Falls on that album in particular, I really love. Um, so there's a, there's a few songs in that that I, I thought deserved a mention in that mm-hmm. song in particular. So those are my um, honorable mentions. So I, I thought it deserved a little accolade. Hmm. Yeah. All right, well, my my honorable mentions for this year. Um, first, I would say, if I were allowed... Well, this would be my one. honorable mention as well. So, you so can we'll share speak, this one. You can speak for the both of us. <coughs> would be my own album. Yeah. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if as you should be. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. if you're basing if you're basing your list on like what you listen to throughout the year, what you like connect with or yeah. whatever. Like, I listen to my own music. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. the time. I did too. in the court, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So you like the baby. Yeah. Is that the baby? Jason has a baby. Wrong. Instead of will we get out alive, he says baby and get out alive. <laughs> I loved it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we we both do. So I would honorably mention my own album. Bender would honorably mention his own album. Yeah. Um, but we were not including our own musical concoctions in this list. So my other honorable mention would be... Um, the Midnight, and I, uh, well, the name actually escapes me right now of their actual album. You sent it to me, though. It's, it has mm-hmm. a uh, similarity to, like, the Drive soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a track called Crystalline, which I played for you. I think it's the first track. Mm-hmm. It's the opening track. Which is awesome. Really, really cool. But I, I didn't include it in my actual list because I didn't listen to it enough to, uh, you know, to know if the rest of the album was worthy. So that's, uh, that's, those are my honorable mentions for this year. Uh, Nocturnal was the album title. Okay. All right. Got it. So, uh, did you have one more? Nope. Just, nope. just, uh, just action figures from Super Divorce. Okay. From us. So I guess we're ready for, uh, getting into the actual list. And Jason will start with his so this number is the 10. Actual list. Okay. Let me pull this back up here. Hang on. Accidentally got out of my. Okay, so number ten. Um, this is a simple one for me. Uh, it's U two, Songs of Innocence. Uh, the main reason this is number ten is because this just literally came out maybe a month ago. I'm a big U two guy, as you know. Always have been. Always will be. I know a lot of people hate on U two. I'm just not one of those guys. Uh, the album kind of like what you just said it came out way too late into the year for me to give it the proper 10 to 12 times over that you really need and to appreciate an album yeah but it was good enough there's a track with kendrick lamar like it was a weird they like really mixed things up yeah um they took some chances it's a good album really love it um so i thought it deserves a spot in my in my top 10 it's it's not a throwaway pick mm-hmm. but Everything else from here on out, I've listened to 
thoroughly, um, but it, it just narrowly squeaked in. Okay. Well, real quick, where's your, uh, where do you feel like this ranks amongst, what would you consider modern U2? Where would the last era break off? And then you'd say, Vertigo to now, where does this rank? Better, I think. Mm-hmm. In those early 2000s when they were like doing like the Apple commercials and stuff, I was never a huge fan. But I've always, um, I've always liked them, you know. I've always appreciated everything they've done. But for me, you know, mid-80s, U2 doesn't get much better than that. So I've always just... Which album is Beautiful Day on? Uh, uh, the same one that... Uh, Stuck uh, in what you can't get out of. Um, is that the same one with Vertigo? No. No? No, that was the, the album before it. Mm. Vertigo was the album after, I think. Let's see. I was only yeah, and that's what I meant. Like the song you're asking about is on the album before Vertigo, I think. I always think of the Triple H comeback yeah. montage. Uh, during... I dismantle Atomic Bomb had Vertigo. Mm-hmm. The okay. one before that had Beautiful Day. Beautiful Day. During the early 2000s, Triple H tore his quadriceps muscle like uh, off of the bone on his oh leg, God. and. So he had a very lengthy uh, recovery process, and they did this like montage. Yeah, he was yeah. gone for a while. But right before he came back, they did this this big montage of him like doing rehab and training to get his leg back in shape again. And they set it to that song from U two. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought so. Great song. It just got completely overplayed. Did it get overplayed? Beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Oh, did it? I don't know. I maybe. I mean, maybe it yeah, did. I say. Yeah, I know the. I know elevation got overplayed. Yeah, that's. Woo! Not, that's yeah, that's not a good one. Woo! <laughs> See, I feel like the problem with you two, not and not not to get too deep into them. Yeah, a lot of people now associate them with the later part of their careers. I don't really. It's that's almost like a novelty to me. I right, still because I I grew up on Joshua Tree, which I, will, I know you're that's you enjoy. If we if we ever do a podcast, it's my top albums of all time. That's always like in, in the top five, mm-hmm, and it yeah. could depending on the day. Joshua Tree is you know that's my, a special. My album. parents played that a lot, so I, yeah. that's the U two that I knew. Yeah, every song on that album is just that's one of those you you, you got War over there. I the copy that. of War that you gave me doesn't work. Oh, really? It's warped. I'll have to get you a new one. You don't have to. I was just letting you know. I, I, went, I, I actually, because I, I wanted you to know that I was listening to them. Yeah. I had the Joshua Tree on for several days in a row. What'd you not think? Not constantly, but... Uh, and what'd you think? Well, I, I, I think it's a great album. Yeah. I like all those songs. I'm familiar with most of them going in, but I've never owned it until now. War's a great record. Uh, yeah, I, I like those tunes, but it does this thing where it's like... It hits a spot in the rotation every time you can hear it, and it it bends the note like down, ah, and so it's it's a strange thing. It's like it makes it you can't listen to it. Yeah, yeah well, unfortunately, but but well, I wanted you to know that it, that you didn't hand me records that I just threw in the back. No, I, I appreciate you letting me know. You so. can see right there. There it yeah. is. It's it's front and center. Sunday Bloody Sunday. What a oh my God. what a song. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that song. One of Finn Balor's moves. 
Is it really? The Bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like a, it's like a pickup DDT brain buster type deal. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. What I'd like to say, so anybody out there who makes fun of you two, revisit that back catalog. And I think yeah. you'll, especially like Action Baby, which was their first album. Mm-hmm. Go back to some of that late 70s, early 80s. You might find something you like. Yeah. A little rougher around the edges. Yeah. Hundred percent. <clears throat> All right, should I? Yep. Should I go? All right, my my number ten is the Blood album from AFI. Wow. Are you surprised? No. No. Not. I'm a little surprised in a couple of different ways, but I was uh, I was excited about this album, and then. I feel like it just fell flat. That's that's really it. It's not like it's bad, <coughs> and I I gave it quite a few listens, which is why I included in my top ten because I didn't listen to. It's like here's the thing: once I get to my top five or so, I listen to those albums a lot. Right, they took up a lot of rotation space. I'm the same way. So. 6 through 10 are kind of like things where it's like, okay, you made it, but I didn't listen to this 30 times yep. or more. And I think we're in the same... We're, okay. all, we're all on the same page yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is going to get interesting, I think. Yeah, okay. So, so it had some bright spots. Um, what was the first single that they released for it? Um... White Offerings, or was it a different one? I think it was a different one. I feel like White Offerings was the second single. Is it, what struck me about it is like it seemed like they were they were on the right path and just didn't quite get there. Yeah. You know? Like it could have been really great if... Aurelia, yeah, I think, was the first. Okay. Maybe. But, but it didn't... It, I was hoping that it would go maybe more like December Underground, Sing the Sorrow-ish. That's yeah. exactly what I was just... Like, that's the that's the AFI that I miss. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate them as a band for, like, changing a yeah. lot. And they're constantly, like, sort of retooling their sound and everything. But I think December Underground... And for me, personally, Sing the Sorrows. But, like, those two albums are almost like their magnum opus, like they're the culmination of like everything they were starting in punk. Yeah. And like everything they became. And then everything after that, like Crash Love and uh what's the one after Crash Love? It's um, Burials. I like Burials. I like Burials. And then, yeah, actually. and then the, I think it's a like, great album. And then like the Blood album, all of it kind of like I feel like they're not changing enough. Like maybe sometimes they're they're kind of on this just like modern rock. Yeah, I don't know. Like Burials feel. was really inspired. I felt by like kind of like Depeche Mode and Joy Division, yeah. and it was really dark. Mm-hmm. And it kind of threw back to Sing the Sorrow a little bit, but it wasn't like on that energy level. But I still liked it a lot. Right, right. And with the Blood album, it's like there are a few songs I really like, but it just. I'd say the problem with Blood album, and mm-hmm. I think that we commented on this. They are the best at hype. Yeah. Because they came out with hype videos before they even yeah. released a song. Yeah. And as fans of bands like that, 
you typically you fall for that trap. Yeah, it's like because it was the same with the used. Yeah. So okay. Well, so let me go. Ahead, let me go ahead and say this. So yeah. this was going to be my other honorable mention. So this is not in my top ten. It was. It was right there with the used where it's like I love that album the blood album yeah okay it was great a couple good songs but it was the same type of thing where it's like I had I built up too much hype in my head a lot of and the albums that I've got were stuff that surprised me and you didn't feel compelled to go back and listen to it no, over you, and over and over and I over. bought it because I, I love them mm-hmm. and yeah maybe I'm in the mood and I want to listen to a song or two but it's yeah. not one that you know yeah it's just like I'll always be a fan of AFI yeah mm-hmm. but it just didn't I just like, it's not a standout, right? Yeah. It didn't stand by any means. All right, so what's your what's your number ten? Okay, so like you said, your my my kind of six through ten are well, more my seven through ten are more just like stuff I just sort enjoyed. Of, I like mm-hmm. one song, or you know, I it's you know. So that being said, uh, my number ten is uh, the Killers' "Wonderful, Wonderful." Um, I I liked what I heard. I just didn't hear enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it enough. I didn't put it on repeat. But I, I probably listened to the whole album, may, maybe once. I like it. I like the Killers, but it's just, one of those you just didn't give enough time. Just maybe. didn't. Just didn't give a lot of time to it. There were pl- many other things that I put on a lot more. That's an album that also came out. One thing I hate about. Big releases, a lot of them come out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Same with video games and movies. So it's sometimes hard. You get kind of jumbled. There's that like big release window. Yeah, you know when the proper time to release stuff is. Mm-hmm. That's why, like for example, the U2 one was so weird. It's like, who releases an album like December 21st? That's just mm-hmm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. But a big rock band like that can do it. But Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Jason, number nine. Number nine. All right, I keep clicking out. Uh, number nine, uh, Makes Me Sick by Newfound Glory. Mm. Uh, Newfound Glory to me, it, it's like uh, junk food. <laughs> That's the best way I've always been. It's like chips, right? Yeah. Um, you know what you're going to get. But their yeah. last three albums I thought were kind of terrible. And they went back and made an album that sounded like Newfound Glory from 2004. That's all I want, you know? Just give me the same just, thing. Just, yeah, you're like, good at it, and I can take it every couple of years. It's fun to listen to. And it is good. They they are good at doing what they do. Does that have uh, Vicious Love on it? Yeah. That's the one song that I've and heard. And it's a great... It's a great song. It's a great... It is, it's the best album they have made in probably a decade. Mm-hmm. It is so... It's so good. If um, they would have followed up Catalyst with this one, then maybe... things. Yeah, would... I mean, and they made a couple after, after Catalyst that were just kind of... They tried to go back. They made one that was kind of like a hardcore punk album. Yeah. Just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, if it was more, if it wasn't the junk food, if it was like a nice five-course pasta <laughs> meal, it might be higher. But it's yeah. just, they are what they are. Yeah. You know, they're not going to make a record of the year. But they are very, they are masters at what they do. And Sticks and Stones might have been my pick of the year when it came out. Well, it's it's kind of an album like that. But, you know, but your, your musical... Um, interest change over the years so when yeah. I listen to that now it's not it doesn't quite affect me like it did maybe then of course but I still appreciate it and I still really uh, enjoy it it's kind of like you want some bands to like evolve and mature with their sound but like I I want Newfound Glory to appeal to my 14 year old self yeah all the time I just want you to write songs about hating your parents and like wanting to leave town yeah. and you're 
bitchy ex-girlfriend. Like, that's all I want to yeah, hear about. choosing his friends over his, his Yeah, shit. that's all I want to hear you know? about. <laughs> and they're, they're good at it. Yeah. I feel like they could evolve in a sense where maybe because people our age have that sense of nostalgia attached to them is to sing and write music that sounds the same the same way and it hits that same chord but they're writing about things that people our age are dealing with what to bring that same energy and they do because some of the songs like they're some of them are dads now so some of the songs speak to like us now i guess a little more because they kind of they're the same age as us maybe a little bit older yeah um but I don't know, when you put that album on it, it still sounds like an NFG album that would have come out yeah. in 2004. And that's, well, that's, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. that's you the know? trick. You don't have to necessarily be dishonest about it yeah. right. and write about things you have no connection to. Yeah, it's a f- and what I like about it, I can put it on, let it play. There's no like weak track, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just you let it play. And it, it, again, it's junk food. It's a bag of munchies. <laughs> and sometimes you just you have to have that. So that's my number nine. My number nine is Few from He Is Legend. And uh, I uh, I sent you both uh, at least a couple tracks, I think, from that when it came out. I did not know they had a new album. Yeah, it came out like, it was pretty early in the year, though, in 2017. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you ever sent me anything. I don't remember hearing anything. I'm pretty sure I did. Well, at I'm least pretty the first sure I single. didn't listen to it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I think I remember you sent me a song, but it didn't stick for some reason. I don't okay. Know. Well, it's another one I of like those where it's like, it was like, yeah, it was, it was good, but again, I didn't, uh, I didn't get roped in right away, which is like a thing where it's like, there. I feel like when you listen to an album, there needs to be at least one track that really pulls you in first. Yeah. And then. When you're going through it, you'll hear something in another song, and that catches you. And then you want to hear that one more. Right. So you just let it because play. Because you listen and... to it, and then you're like, well, I want to get to this song, but it's yeah. only one more song away. It's mm-hmm. only two more songs away. And mm-hmm. then yeah. you give yourself that chance to hear right. everything else. So with that one, I think it was kind of like that I never got there with mm-hmm. it. So maybe with more time, it would be higher on the list. This is a picture of where I was at the end of 2017, and yeah. it's like that's 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 my pick on yeah. that one. So that's number nine for me. I feel like every time I've heard about He Is Legend, it's interesting. Every time you say they have a new album, I think it's so interesting because I feel like they have such an apathetic view of like <laughs> music. Uh-huh. Like they just always only want to play. They only play the like latest album they have. They don't like. I think it, I they think don't they, fan service. They don't play what you want them to play. I don't think they fan service the first album. Yeah. That's like that's what they don't. Was do. that their big breakthrough? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. yeah, like with so, China White on it. And stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like I am Hollywood. So they're mm-hmm. like Billy Corgan. Track. Like he won't play anything from like early Smashing Pumpkins. Kind of. What they'll do is they'll troll people. They'll like. Their their big song that all the scene kids loved was the title track from their debut full length, which was I Am Hollywood. Song, and yeah. so, you know that song. Yeah. So sometimes at shows, there's like, there are clips of it where, you know, there's like a long pause and then the guitar player would be like, da 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 da. And then just let it ring. And then they'll just go into a different song. And the crowd lose their yeah. mind. Yeah. And- it's like, yeah, ah, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> but I, I saw I saw them play that song probably one of the last times they ever did live in 2006 or 7 after their second album came out. And, like, everyone 
was screaming for them to play I Am Hollywood the whole time. And so then they finally played it, and their singer was holding the microphone out for kids to sing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were, like, backing away and, like, didn't know the words and shit, you know? And so, like, after they got done, he was like, I don't know why the hell you guys are asking for that song when you don't even know the words to it. And then, <laughs> like, went to another one. It's like, I don't know, I can kind of appreciate that when, when people just, want you know, to do the same thing over and I over again. I feel like I've and, seen interviews with them before, though, and they're just like, you know, how's... How's everything going? And they're just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. It's whatever, man. It's just like whatever. And they're like, so this new album you have? And they're like, yeah. So, like, yeah. it's just, I, but it's cool. Was, like, apathetic was a good word. They're it's just very, like, but they're still like doing it. Like they they're are. Still, they're still going out. They're still touring. Yeah, so they it's still like, put they out to... an album. Like fairly, they're up to like six or seven albums now. What is it? I am Hollywood. Suck out the poison. So That's good. the one I. That was so my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Um, and then it hates you, and um, heavy heavy fruit. fruit, and then this newest one, few. Isn't there one other one? Um, Maybe not. I feel like that's that's it. They well, they had an EP before the full length. It's nine. It's like an area or a zip code. Oh yeah, can't remember. The By the way, the quick aside. Yeah. Album two for most bands is always the best album. Well, then how do you explain the idea of the sophomore slump? I don't agree with it. You don't? I don't. You think it's a faulty concept? I think it is, because if you if you truly Nine, look zero, through... one, two, five. Okay. I think if you really look through a band's catalog... You know what might be the most dramatic jump of all time? From Kill em All to Ride the Lightning. Like, what the fuck... How do you even do that? Yeah. I mean, I know that, you know, we, we go back with Talica. Yeah. And I like Kill 'em All, but if you just, you wouldn't expect Ride the Lightning from the band that made Kill 'em All. No, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I've never agreed with that. You know, I've always thought that, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, like you said, exceptions where bands come out with this breakthrough album. The Used. You think in, yeah. you think the used is better than in love and death? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, I think so. But I think I I do think revisit this another time. But yeah. I think a lot of times. So because Jimmy Eat World, Clarity was mm-hmm. their second album. I'm pretty sure. Their first one, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. And then Bleed America was third, but Clarity that's their like masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, Arguably, Take It Back Sunday. Who... Uh, tell all your friends was was first. Mm-hmm. Where you want to be? Well, those are again. But those are those are neck and neck. I don't think so. I do, for different reasons. But okay, well. But then you have bands like AFI, whose first album was uh, "Answer That" and "Stay Fashionable," and then they had one right after that and they didn't hit their stride until their <laughs> like fifth maybe like sixth <laughs> yeah, album. yeah that's true they've been fifth a band album. for like that's 10 true. years that's true when they Almost. when they released the <clears throat> i heard a voice dvd from their sold out show in orlando They'd already been a band for almost like 15 years <laughs> yeah and it was like show. the first time they had sold out a show or no it was in orange county 
or somewhere in California, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But it was like the first sold out show they'd ever played, the most people they'd ever played for, and they'd been a band for like fifteen years that's at insane. that. They started in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Do you realize that's, that? That's crazy. Because they were they were all in high school when they started that band and actually broke up for a while, and like a few of them were going. To, well, a few. It's only like. There's like four. Yeah, there's yeah. four guys. Uh, well, I think maybe Davey and and their other guitar player Jade wasn't in the band yet. No. Oh, yeah, he, he came out long later. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't in for it was Answer That and Stay Fashionable, and then um, well, they were very originally proud called, of you. Yes, yeah. and they were originally called Asking for It. Mm-hmm. And then when Jade came in, they changed to a fire inside. So they were still AFI, but it stood for something different. Hmm. And then but, sales. but they disbanded, and they were like going to school, and their records started getting passed around the scene, and people were like, oh, we want AFI to get back together and play shows. So they did, and then they just kept playing <laughs> after that. Hmm. So, yeah. Hey, another one or two, just real quick. Yeah. Second stage turbine blade and keeping secrets. Oh, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Is that Under Oath? No. No. Coheed. 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 Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Under Oath would probably count, too, though. They're only chasing safety. That's, what, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Whatever their first album was called. I don't Dallas remember. Green. Yeah. But um, you like MCR's first album over three cheers, don't you? I do. That's crazy. But okay. most people do yeah, not prefer, agree with me. Well, and I prefer Black Parade over all of it. And Jason, I was never a big MCR guy. No, I remember I always tried to get Jason to like give them a chance, and I'd send him songs and be like, what about this one? And he was like, no, I just can't do it. I just, Gerard Way never spoke to me. He speaks to me. Yeah, I know. But anyway, Bender, Bender is a big uh, Motion City mark. Huge. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I love Motion City. I do like too. it's like my chemical romance Motion City are consistently battling for my favorite band of all time. Oh man. Did you listen to our last album, Panic Stations? Yes. So good. Like ugh. I love Motion City. I've seen Motion City live more than any other band. I've seen them like fifteen times. Another band. Their second album. Yeah. Saves Commit the- this to memory. How about Saves the Day? <sighs> Can't slow down versus through being cool. Well, but stay where you are. Well, that's, yeah, but I would say that there's still, it's an upward march. Yeah. You know. And then a, but, <laughs> well, I mean. Well, then a, like a, and then a, Do you, a, uh, on Commit This to Memory, mm-hmm. do you like uh, the fourth song on that album? Let's, New Year, let's give it up for the New Year, whatever it's called. Oh, it's great, but the best on that album is, let's get fucked up yeah, and Yeah, but. Like, as I, as, like, I love Commit This to Memory as a whole, and that song, I skip it, like, every time. Like, really? it, it brings down the whole album. Like, really? I like that song. No. Not, like, the fourth song, yeah. You, I mean, you just, like, they come out of the gates, and and you've got... <laughs> are we, we're not able to play songs in this, are we? No. Okay, I, I forgot. It'll get, it'll get removed and, and it's just like There's just, like, this certain, there's this certain pace to the album with the first three songs, and then that fourth song hits. You want to know how ridiculous like, that yeah. shit is now? Like, we would do this thing where when we go to the corner store to get beer, we'll film each other, you know, and, and upload it. And, you know, it's run by an Indian guy. So he always has Indian music playing in the background. And it 
YouTube picked up on this Indian song playing in the background and flagged our video and like demonetized it. Wow. <clears throat> so we couldn't get any money from anyone that watched our video that ran ads on it. So the fact that we just sang a song, will that... Not that, but if it, if someone was... If like Jesse was listening to it on a Walkman downstairs, it would probably pick <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> that's how sensitive it through. is. Yeah. Okay, well... Because so. I always forgot. Because I always thought it'd be cool if we could. I play a it would sample. be cool. It'd be great. I'd love to, but everyone's butt hurt yeah. over that kind of shit. Yeah. So. Okay. So where are we here? I'm glad you love motion sensors. I I always see what I like about him really quick is it just Justin, Justin Pierre. Pierre. He's Lebanese. Oh, so you got the. I'm part Lebanese. He's a Lebanese guy. He has crazy hair. I'm, yeah. I always yeah. had crazy hair. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I've always just loved Motion City, and Hannah, my wife. Adores them. She loves I Motion love City. I got to meet him one time. And it really? Was like the best, it was the best time I ever yeah. got VIP tickets to the Panic Stations tour. That's such a good album. So good. They're so good. Everything I, they do is good. I hate... Just... See, we can go on forever. Yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. We need to move on. Yeah, go, to go. go ahead. Go ahead. Home. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, my number nine uh, is really on here just because this <clears> one <throat> fucking song is so good, but uh, it's Dua Lipa. She's a pop artist. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. She has a self-titled album, and uh, the song uh, "New Rules" is just like it's so good. I think I've seen that name pop up on like Rolling Stone. Maybe, yeah. On albums, I listened to the rest of her album, and uh, it's pretty basic. It's just basic female pop music, whatever. I've never heard of this until now, but it makes me think (laughs) of uh, uh, like. uh, tutorial for super mario odyssey <laughs> Dua Lipa. Uh, yeah yeah but uh new rules is is uh it's a top-notch song. it's a top-notch song i've been listening to just that song i'll have to lot. check it out because i've been really into female fronted pop music it's like my whole list so, so. get ready cool. <laughs> all right uh how about your number eight so number eight know it but uh pass it to j-rab number eight uh kygo do you guys know kygo yeah kids in love kygo is a dj um he's done a lot of songs like bieber and, and a lot of people uh but he did a song called kids in love with the guy from the outfield with the guy from the outfield made a Which full album the guy from boys like girls yeah exactly album is phenomenal it's only like eight tracks but it's just it's one of those you just put on so we were kids in love yeah yeah <laughs> It's good. You played that. Like, this a is our last goodbye. Yeah, yeah. We, I had that party. Yeah, and I think I had that song literally on repeat. I don't think anybody picked up on it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. So it was hey, okay. do do the chorus again. We were kids in love. Because then it was bam bam the uh, the Bob O'Reilly uh, piano bam, bam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Won't you hold me close? Yeah. But so yeah. what a great song. What yeah. a great album. Um, now I'm going to be getting into the nitty gritty. Okay. Those are kind of my throwaways. My number eight Your is... Your quote throwaways. Yes. <clears throat> my number eight is uh, <clears throat> the XX I See You. And this was the first album that I bought in 2017 off of a suggestion from uh, Hideo Kojima. Uh, that's a deep cut. It is. He had posted... Um, he'll often post... Uh, Twitter pictures of what he's listening to that day while he's working on <clears throat> Death Stranding. And as I see the Kojima yeah, logo behind you. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, this one day early last year, he had posted a picture of his Walkman. And uh, do you know Walkmans are still around? Like super expensive ones. Like they're fucking... I know if you buy an iPod off of Amazon or eBay, Mm -hmm. they're expensive as hell too. To just get like an iPod. Like the original iPod. Oh yeah. They're super expensive. Well, they've... They're... Sony still makes Walkman. That's like, crazy. They look like an iPod, but it's like with high def audio. Mm-hmm. So it's like the 4K version of music, <laughs> you know. But and it takes a CD. No, no, it doesn't. It's <laughs> it's like a little. It's it's still called Walkman, but it's all using like wave files and okay. MP3. So it's pretty much like an iPad or iPod, but you know yeah. it's it looks cool. It's a little sleek design. I looked up the one that he uses, and I think it's like around four thousand dollars or something Holy like that. Holy fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. But anyway, so he he'll post pictures of what he's listening to while he's working on his new video game, and I saw him post the XX, and I was like, that looks interesting, and I listened to uh, one of the tracks, and then I saw their album at Fye is where I picked it up. And that was like the first album that I bought in 2017, so it's got kind of a special spot on the list. It's uh, longevity. Yeah, yeah. It's got a starts early. What I'd like to say, there's something to be said about longevity for an album. Yeah. If it comes Mm -hmm. out early and you're still thinking about it, the reverse is to where it comes out late, it doesn't really resonate. Right. Because now when I think 2017, immediately, first album, it's like... You're almost guaranteed a spot in the top ten. Yeah. Even if it sucks. Yeah. Because. <laughs> it's just what you think about. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, how can you not include what encapsulates the year in a yeah. way? So, that was the one. And uh, Say Something Loving was a really great track from that album. And um, so. That's, Interesting. Yeah, that's that's my number eight. Uh, My number eight, another one that I'm just like. Liked what I heard, but I didn't give it a big chance. Was the Blood album from AFI? Okay, good stuff. Yeah, just not. Just whatever. We unpacked it. We so unpacked we, all got, it. We, had, we all had a similar experience, I think. Yeah, with the Blood album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. I'd be curious to. I never really dug deep in terms of like Reddit or like fans' response mm-hmm. where that kind of fell in terms of fans' reaction. I feel like what you said earlier was accurate, and that everyone was hyped for it. Yeah, they're you know? good. Because I was yeah. like, when they were releasing those videos... You're the one that sent me the first video. It was like a guy walking, and there was some kind... Remember that? Wasn't there like a figure? They were like really strange, cryptic. I mean, the stuff they always do, but... Yeah, and they're they're masters at it. Yeah. But then the music doesn't match it in this case. Yeah, you know, and, just... and what did it was... Because on the Reddit, on the subreddit, people were posting every day, and it was really exciting. <clears throat> and then the entire thing leaked. And I usually don't listen to it. But it wasn't a full leak. It was like a leak that included like one minute of each song. Mm-hmm. And that's what I listened to first. Oh, that's tricky. And so I so I listened to that all the way through and it was just like I don't know. <laughs> like it, it didn't live it didn't live up based on the one minute clips, but I still had hope because you can't judge a full song off one minute, yeah. you know? And then it just it still didn't. Yeah. So. I'm trying to think of the last time I had like high expectations for something that lived up to it in terms of music. It, it's it's rare. It, yeah. I mean, it, it happens, but it's best to just... Maybe Big Whiskey? Big Whiskey was was a good one. Yeah. Um, 
But it, you just. But maybe you dropped off Dave Matthews Band so much at that point that you weren't I expecting have, uh, much. I don't my, know. I'll 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 precursor my uh, my top spot is an album that I expected to be good and is my top spot. And it was good. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So, so I guess you're. So we're at seven. You're number seven. No, my eight was AFI. Yeah, you're so number I'm at seven. seven. Jason seven. So now I'm getting into the nitty gritty. Yep. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my seven through one, I would say seven through five are kind of. At one point, these were all kind of. At Poss- some point, potential just yeah. like world beaters. So uh-huh. number seven for me is Gone Now by Bleachers. Okay. You know, you know, you're, you're familiar. Yeah. 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 What a what a great album. Another one of those that came out really early. Um. Did he have one that came out? Cause I didn't. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I saw that he has. I think he has a new song out now for a soundtrack that he came out with. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't realize he had a new uh, new album out this year. That makes me sad. Or last year, rather. Yeah, it, it might have made the um, list. A bunch of great songs. Uh, just, just a fantastic, fantastic. I mean, it came out in like February, I think. Yeah. So uh, one of those again, pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a great songwriter. Jack is it Jack Antonoff or Antonoff something like something, that. Yeah. Um, he wrote a lot of the songs for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, great songwriter. Uh, just a great album. Mm. Uh, one of those that again, if it maybe came out later, maybe re- would have resonated more, but um, still great. So, kind of is still falling. Like my my six through one are really the ones that yeah that that's kind of sneaking in there as well. But okay, um, but great album. Do you have a standout track? Uh, yeah, I miss those days. And the reason being, uh, when my daughter, Ailey, first kind of started, uh, she likes to dance, as you've seen. She kind of, she has this move where she likes to kind of like stomp her right foot. Yeah. And there's this weird video for this particular song where it's just like this mannequin sitting on a bench. And I would play this for her over and over and she would just like go up to the TV and just stomp her foot and she loved it. And so I kind of have a special place in my heart for that particular song, that album. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, yeah, I recommend it highly. Um, okay, so my my number seven is uh, "Prisoner" from Ryan Adams. So uh, I knew you would like that. That it made the top ten. I like it a lot. Did you listen? Are you a fan of Ryan Adams? I don't Bender? know. I don't know who Ryan Adams is. Should he get in on Ryan Adams, Jason? He's on my list. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. He's uh he is like uh, got the singer songwriter thing going on, but uh-huh. he's also like really steeped in like punk rock roots. Like he's covered Black Flag songs before. Yeah. And um I think he's covered I think he's covered Silver Chair before. And he's done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot. He's yeah. very versatile, but Oh, and then of course he did the fucking he did he did an album that is an entire oh, cover God. album of Taylor Swift's 1989, like the full album. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. High marks. Well, I just followed him on Spotify. So. Okay. So check that check that out. That might be a good place to start because you're familiar with the Taylor Swift songs, yeah, at least I, some of them. I fucking love 1989. <laughs> yeah, but he did the entire thing and re-released it like in his style, and it's awesome. That's cool. So, um, but I'll say this, and I mentioned this to you when it came out, is like 
I usually, when I think of my album of the year, it's generally something that I want to listen to over and over again. And I like listening to things over and over again that are kind of more, not necessarily as pop, but upbeat, happier, you know? And it's like... Not that album. <laughs> no, it's not. But I think it might be the first track is pretty rocking, I feel like. Bam. Yeah. I've been thinking about you, babe. Yeah. Yeah. But then the rest of the album kind of, it definitely shifts in mood mm-hmm. and tone, which is not, it's not bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is, this is my top 10 of what I personally, and when I talk about top 10, it's not what I think are objectively the best albums. It's like, what have I enjoyed listening to the most? Yeah. So, um, <coughs> So that's where I put it, and that's why it's not higher. Objectively, maybe it would be higher, but based on what I like listening to over and over again, that's where it sits, but it still makes a list because it is a great album, and for a certain mood, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's my number seven. Uh, my number seven is uh, Halsey, Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. Great album. Yeah. Love Halsey. You Didn't love it first. Halsey, first time I heard Halsey was on the Chainsmokers song, mm-hmm. whatever, and I was like, who this bitch? <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh, I didn't realize, like, I knew that uh, Now Now was her song, and I liked that song, and then Bad at Love, obviously. Um, That's a great song. So good. I thought... And I, I didn't realize that they were both on the same album. And when I did, I gave the whole album a listen, and it's just great. I mean, it's more just just female pop music, but I think she really, you know, it's just cool. She's good. I like it. I like it a lot. I was telling him uh, in my work, uh, we listen to, like, Ryan Seacrest's radio station. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But that song, Bad at Love, plays all the time. So good. That's one of the only ones where every time I, it plays, I, it doesn't, like, make me cringe. <laughs> right, no. It's I such, really enjoy that it's song. It's a great song. It's a great hook. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, so that's my number seven, Halsey. Hopeless you said, Fountain Kingdom. You said rock stars ruined for you, right? I, I can't listen to it again. It, it, <laughs> it, I mean, it's... Because they... they, they oh, I can't even talk. They play the um, parental advisory version, first mm-hmm. of all. So it sounds like the feed's cutting in and out, because every other word is whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just... Oh, yeah, let's just, let's just move past that, so... All right, number six, huh? Mm-hmm. Ryan Adams, Prisoner. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Yep. Um, this is where now I'm at, where these could have all interchanged at some point. It's getting point. serious. It's, I'm getting serious now. This, at one point, could have been number one. Had to be into a certain mood. Um, the album was written, not to like overshadow what you were saying, but just mm-hmm. to give a little backstory. Oh, and real quick for our listeners here, none of us have consulted... Not at all. We no. don't. I don't know what Bender uh-huh. or Jason. I even. Picked. I tried to tell you at one point. I think I had maybe had a couple beers, and I was like, "Hey, I've got my number one locked in. You want to know yeah. what it is?" When I thought maybe we weren't going to do this, and you yeah. were like, "No, hold off." Yeah, I said, "Hold off." <laughs> so we don't know. Yeah. So the fact that this is so the fact that Ryan Adams Prisoner was my number seven and Jason's number six. There's no collusion. No idea. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's collusion. No collusion here. <laughs> no hack emails or. We didn't know. This yeah. is completely legitimate, right yeah. here. So hundred um, percent. The album was written about. He was married to Mandy Moore. Yeah. And she divorced him. 
Did you know this? No. Yeah. yeah. So he was married to Mandy Moore, and the it's it's sort of a concept album, sort of not, but like the the entire album is about him dealing with this divorce, and like there's one song called Haunted House, I think is it the ha- yeah. Uh, Welcome to yeah, I think it is. But anyway, and it's about like going back into the house they shared together and like you know clearing all the shit out. And it's just, yeah. I don't know, just a great. You have to be in a certain mood again, like kind of like everything you echoed. It's um, yeah, you're yeah, you're not gonna listen to this while you're sitting on the beach staring at the ocean. <laughs> um, no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give is it, is it haunted house? Is that let's see let's see I'm, I got the actual compact disc right yeah. here Haunted House yeah Haunted House track 4 so because I, I per, this was a blind buy on your recommendation yeah I had never listened to this before and I was out and I was like Jason said this is great so I picked it up number 7 of the year yeah I mean and it, I'm gonna pass it over to I, yeah. uh, Bender and let him take it home and uh and the recommendation you know, you can just listen to it on Spotify why? Now, uh, now I do no, that. Just, okay. just to, because you get the you can open up the lyric book, yeah. okay, and you can All go right. through it. Because that that is one of those ones where you need the lyrics, I think. But I think you'll echo my statement here. You have to just put it on track one to track whatever it ends with okay. ten or eleven. It's like one day instead of putting a movie on. Just be like, oh, I'm gonna sit down and listen to this album. Yeah, crack open a beer too. Yeah, it's not that long. 35, 40 minutes. And I'd be, what do you think of him there on the back? Um, I think he looks like a punk rock Ben Folds. That's perfect. That's, that is the most perfect. fucking perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Jesus. <laughs> Just <laughs> nailed it. No, wow. no, no music writer could have put it yeah. any that's, that's more fantastic. perfect than that. You did that's, it. Yeah. <laughs> Pack it up. Yep. Yeah. It's no one to go needs, home. No All right. One, no and that's one... been the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> Seriously, no one needs to say anything else about Ryan Adams for the rest of his music career. Yep. Punk rock Ben Folds. Oh, and he also did say that Julian Casablancas from The Strokes looked like he just ate a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. Ryan Adams did? He hates The Strokes. He thinks they're terrible. <laughs> he always talks about how they, all they do is like rip off the killers. And he tweeted at Julian Casablancas one time. And I like him, as you know. Yeah, I know you But like he said him. that uh, he always looks like he just ate a big bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> this puffy face. So, yeah, oh, Ryan Adams is uh, he's a cool a, dude. That's a good description. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. Um, number six, Circus Survive with the Amulet. That's my number six. I love Circus Survive. I have, and I told you this after the newest Seosin came out. It was like listening to that album made me realize that I would, I I just rather have a new <laughs> Circus Survive yeah. album instead, because. I don't it's more know. cohesive with them. I it just well, I I saw an interview with him from like maybe ten years ago when people were asking him like what the difference was between writing music with Circa compared to Seosin, and he was like, writing music with Circa is like being in um, a really great loving relationship that's lasted a long time, you know, where you just you're like soulmates, you know? And he's like, writing with Seosin was more like like a really hot one-night like stand. Like a fuck fest. Yeah. <laughs> but then after that, 
it's just like there's nothing there. Yeah. You're not you're not compelled to continue doing it. It's just like you get it out of your system and then it's like then then it's emptiness, you know. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so okay, yeah. So maybe that explains why he's done one Seosan album and in the past twenty five yeah, years. Because it's like you've done, you know, whatever. So once he gets that Seosan boner again, he might yeah go back and yeah he sees he sees her from across the room and yeah. it's like. Maybe I just could, once. I could, I could stick it in one <laughs> yeah. more time. And... Yeah. But, uh, but compared to the new Seosan, I just as I expected, um, the newest Circa just blows it out of the water, in my opinion. And I think Anthony Green is much more like in his wheelhouse at this current point with Circa Survive than he is with Seosin, anyhow. I think in a way he's almost more in his own wheelhouse now when he does just his own thing. His solo stuff to me. Yeah. Because he's big like into his family now and he mm-hmm. uh, he wrote that new solo album and it's it's phenomenal. I love him. Yeah. He really he, can't, can't do wrong. I don't know if there's a more talented vocalist going. Like when I think of, if you were to ask me who I think the most talented vocalist is, for rock music, I, I don't know if I could pick anyone above him. I could, but I'd put Claudio just because that's my guy. But well, yeah, I, I love Claudio too. I just range wise, yeah, I, I I would agree. And like control, yeah, variation, what he's able to do. I mean, it's just he's all over the place and he does everything yeah. perfectly. He does so. But that's uh, that's my pick there, and um, yeah, I think I think my standout track might be uh, Lustration, and I think that was the first single they put out actually. But uh, wonderful, wonderful album. So my number six is Lung, Bottom of the Barrel. Uh, Lung is a Dayton local band. Uh, I've seen them a couple times. We might, we've probably seen them once at least. Uh, it's just a chick with her cello and a drummer, and that's it. Um, and I am pretty sure they're like super feminist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I recently took Lindsay to see her favorite band of all time, Murder by Death. And we went to, we went down to Southgate House. I surprised her with tickets, and Lung opened up, which That's I was cool. surprised because I've seen. Did you them know before. ahead of time, or I didn't know ahead of time. No, mm-hmm. and they but they opened, and I was excited because I you know they're from Dayton, like they play Blind Bob's all the time, uh, so that was really cool. But she Lindsay just like had didn't know who they were and was just like fucking like awestruck, you know. And so we bought their album, and uh, I've been listening to it, and I felt like I found them on Spotify and was listening to them, and it's just excellent. Hmm. I mean, it's just a unique what is setup. It? So you said it's just a celloist? Yeah, just a, the girl sings and plays cello, and there's a drummer, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's and It's cool. just the two of them. Is I like it a, a unique setup. Is it celloist or cellist? <laughs> I, don't know the, I don't know what the actual... I think it'd be cellist, right? <laughs> yeah. I think it is cellist. I think it's cellist. Yeah. Such, just such an excellent 
just idea and setup. Yeah, I'm, and I'm intrigued. Great songs. I mean, it's just cool. It's a. It's just cool. It's cool music. I think. You know who uh, I always loved? Who had a, a cello player? It was cursive. Didn't. I was never a big cursive guy. If Chris really? Hanley listens to this, which I don't know if he does, but I think cursive is great. I know he's a big mark. Did you ever? Did you ever get into the ugly organ? I mean, I've heard it. He, I just, they just never did it for me. I don't know. Just, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, we can't all like everything. It's just, you know, I got in a big. I got. Well, I didn't. We were pretty much on the same page, but some other people commented. But like, I was getting in a big fight with Andrew on Facebook over Get Out. Uh, you probably didn't see it, but like I still haven't seen it. It didn't look wait that you you thought it was great or didn't I liked it and yeah. but I posted an article about how it's been nominated for an Oscar to and me, I was which like and I was like oh it's been a great year for horror movies Get Out and Shape of Water are nominated for Oscars and he commented on it and it was like Get Out was overhyped and I don't consider it a horror movie and I was like well. It's a it horror movie. I don't think it's Oscar worthy, but well, but let's it, see. We're getting into a different podcast. I know, but I, I was know. just I, like, I was gonna I, say is like because I had the same, and I know it didn't get nominated for an Academy Award, but I had the same object objection to um, uh, fuck, what was the movie with the old guy from don't Avatar? Breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe greatest horror movie in the past 30 years by like horror critics and it's like I don't think it was a horror Wait, movie, movie was this? Don't, breathe. don't breathe why do I know that, what that is it was the blind guy in the house it's a good movie I but I don't it. think it's a horror movie it's by the guy that did the new evil dead movie Fide Alvarez I think I've seen it <laughs> it's, it's worth watching okay. it's really good but I don't think it's a horror movie I think it's like a thriller or a suspense uh, see I think Get Out was more of a thriller well that's that's like Psychological thriller, I now, guess. But. I mean, I, I, yeah, at the time, well, that's it's a whole other part. Yeah. At the time, I agreed <laughs> that Don't Breathe is a thriller, but I've, with this whole like Get Out's not a horror movie, there's been kind of a wave of like, no, it's not a horror movie, it's not a horror movie. And I've read a number of articles posted from horror pages being like, guys, chill the fuck out, like, why can't we call it a horror movie? Why don't you just be happy? Well, maybe because like, it's not a horror movie. But, like, but <laughs> maybe I don't have to accept what a horror website but, thinks <laughs> that I should think a horror movie I is. But I, I think, I, I think I'm just, What like, if there are thriller enthusiasts who are like, finally... But are there? And I guarantee you they are. Who the so. fuck is out there reading James Patterson novels <laughs> and, like, Hey, I will Dean say this, because you, you've seen it. Although I don't think Get Out deserves a Best Picture nominee. I liked it. I think that, and I can't remember his name, Jordan the actor. Peele. Oh, the actor. Okay. He, I think he, I totally get the Best Actor nomination. I think he was phenomenal. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Best I don't know, maybe not, not Best Picture. Maybe yeah, that, that, not. That's like, deep, I don't know about that. I don't know. But like, my whole point is like, my whole thing about it is just like, it's great for the genre because it's been nominated and it just shows that like that genre can stand that out. genre can stand out and like the last horror movie to win an Oscar was Silence of the Lambs in be like careful. 1992. Be careful. Be careful. You know why you should be careful? Because if the big representative of your favorite genre 
is something that actually isn't what you want from your genre, then that's what people can start <laughs> expecting from horror movies. No, I don't, and then, no, I think... then people who might go in to make horror movies are making things that aren't actually horror. Because that's like I where think, the money is. But I... But you guys want to talk about same the thing. water? I'd be happy to. Same thing about. I haven't like, seen it yet. Yeah, I don't. I haven't either. But no, I'm. But that and without seeing it again, I'm wondering because from the from the trailers, it doesn't look like a horror. No, movie. No, it's to a me. romance with a monster. Shape of water? That's not a horror movie at all. No, it's a right. romance. It's movie literally with a, monster, a romance. It's like a, it's, it's still, the beast. But it's like. But it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, you can't just you can't continually. But Guillermo ex- del Toro only makes monster movies. Like okay, he well, makes maybe. horror movies and ghost stories and monster movies, but they're beautiful. It's a whole. You know what? It's a whole other thing. We can't. I don't. Have time. Yeah. Yeah. We, sorry. We, I'm sorry. We've gotten off. It's on too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's an Oscar podcast. And it was me. I know I did it. It was oh, my fault. God. But I can't. We can't. I can't. Mm. All right. Next okay. week. Next okay. week yeah. is, the, is the movie cast. The movie cast. We, all, right. all right. So where are we? I don't even know. I, you're number five. So, yeah, you're number okay. five. Okay, uh, number five. Uh, so now we are really in the nitty... And you'll, you'll know. Uh, are you going to say that again at number four? <laughs> now we're really no, in the yeah. he'll, he'll know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. By okay, now I know we're getting serious. We're getting serious. Yeah. Uh, I love the killers. Uh, as you said a minute ago about vocalists... To me, Brandon Flowers is by far the best vocalist, in my opinion, working right now. Uh, that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, I don't I don't like going to live music. Really, I've just it's never been my thing. Yeah, um, you weren't a scene kid. I was not really. I you just, were in a band. I was, was in the scene, sort of. Yeah, but I just but I I, yeah. I feel like I feel you on that because I wasn't really a scene kid either. But I was in a band that was like in the scene <laughs> music. I was a scene kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I'm not one that went to like Warp Tour and you you go you guys go to I shows pretty often. Yeah. That just never been yeah. my thing. Um, but one thing I had to do when Brandon Flowers came out with his first solo album, uh, when Hannah or second solo album. So when Hannah was pregnant with Eileen, Hannah and I that's the only show we've ever been together. Eileen mm-hmm. was in there. We went and saw him, and it's probably next to when we saw AFI in Chicago. Yeah, the best show I've ever been to, just because he's like got this classic. Sinatra, he just got this showman, the Vegas thing to him. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, it's not the best Killers album, but to me, a Killers album is going to always just be phenomenal. He's that good at songwriting. Um, Tyson vs. Douglas is probably my second or third favorite song of the year. It's just, there's not a whole lot I can say about it. That, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just, it's great. Yeah. I just love it. It, it. When I heard it, listened to it nonstop, and that just shows you what comes past this is super strong. So, all right. Um, my number five is the Canyon. Wow! Really? And I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> this just took a right turn, and then I, I knew this was going to blow your mind. Wow! <laughs> because all I've done is talk shit about the Canyon. When I sent you a picture that I bought the vinyl, yeah, you said what a dumb move. <laughs> I look, I stand behind that still, because you know why? No, I don't. Because when you're talking about vinyl, because that's like what a 10 LP set to get all. <laughs> it, it, it's four. It's four LPs. Yeah. Okay. Front like, to backs. You because. 
you can't it's not set up in a way that makes it like optimal advantageous flow optimal flow correctly you I, can't I, that's why i said in here the second half yeah right but as far as vinyls go it is maybe a dumb move because <laughs> what are you gonna do listen to one song and then you have to take it back off again and like find the next one i'll tell you why because upper falls and over and over again are on one side okay it's side c well then it's like <laughs> you're so I just, it's just a single it's like Put a sad end and... point okay it and it makes the list at that point and i feel like I felt like I had to put it there because over and over again is probably my favorite song of 2017. I'm there with you. It's so good. It's it's that good. And I I think that also, you know, like Upper Falls, some of the other tracks that are good are really good. And if it would have been 10 tracks, it could have been their best album since like In Love and Death. I said least. that. If they would have if they would have cuz it's 16 tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's seventeen. So if they would have just done ten or eleven, yeah. And I actually like the first track. Put that last. Hundred percent could yeah. agree more. If that's the last track, and they start with over and over again, maybe. Have you heard it? The first track. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's like the like spoken the, word, and the yeah. acoustic thing. It, I don't it's think just, it's a great bad, song. Like once the song starts, I think it could have been a good like track ten. Yeah, album's done. End it. Yeah. yeah, and then it's over. Because that sums up the album, right? You don't. Yeah. You don't start the album like telling you what the album's gonna be you end it that way but, yeah but yeah I, I can't argue with it i mean you've I, i'm i'm shocked you know what we should what we should do what you really should do is cut out the songs you really hate rearrange them on a playlist yeah. put that first song last and then and play it yeah i think that's a good point in tarantino i could and, and we could all do that it's just that you know that's not what the album is you yeah. know that'll never be the real album yeah. They put it out. They get it. That's they how they. That's how they decide. And and no matter which recut you do yourself, <laughs> you know what the real album is. You know what. Well, the thing about was. that album that I love, if I were going to make a typical ninety-minute like blank disc where you burn songs, right? Yeah. And if I were going to pick the best of the used, there's like four songs on there that I would probably throw mm-hmm. on that album that make me feel like that's a great. You know, I keep saying Upper Falls. I hate it. But that song, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I always I, think of driving over to the Breakfast Club. Yeah. I, yeah. that's one, with over and over again, that song is one of the best they've written in years. Yeah. Just baptized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such I a good it. fucking song. So I wish I remember listening to the album for the first time, like, I realized it had come out, and I was like, oh, sweet. So I looked it up and started listening to it. And, like, I got, like, five songs deep, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just want that, where's that poppy, awesome, like, cool vibe that yeah. over and over again has? And then I looked at, the tr- looked at the track list, and over and over again is, like, track 11. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. I'll be, I'll be right back. Wait, uh, sweet. I, I gotta wait for my... No, keep going. Well, I gotta pee as well. Oh, oh my God. we'll take turns. <laughs> no. just, just keep it up. Let's keep... So, okay. Well, I can't, I can't say if he's not in the room what my next... Well, no, let's talk more about that yeah, because yeah, yeah. here's what's funny. I remember Nick came over and I think... I can't remember if we saw the video first or heard the song. We were using the video where he's yeah. like in the white. So we, we played it and we were like, this is gonna be the, the greatest... Yeah. used album of all time yeah. like I mean how do you 
because the last couple albums they came out with the first songs they released they were like subpar albums weren't that great so we heard that it's like man this is like the old poppy catchy used and then it wasn't yeah it just fell apart I feel like yeah you know I I don't know you can't always catch that magic I just that's why when we first listened I was like they just went too too many tracks deep yep too many tracks and I mean I guess even like making it a concept album sort of it was just like all for his friend or whatever yeah it's kind of like I mean you can definitely do that but you just gotta like you gotta reel it in reel it in at some point you can make a concept album that's not 20 tracks long yeah you know yeah it I was know. too much it was too much for me I didn't give it a huge chance it's not even on my list like well it's hard to give a chance when it's 48 no. tracks long yeah <laughs> you know it's not one you can really sit down with just every so. time you mention it increase the number yeah. of tracks it is. <laughs> yeah yeah it's 20 tracks it's well, 48 that's, tracks that's why I, when i you know with my honorable mention it was like the mm. second half of the album because the first half as you said it's like it's just not up to up to standard. i just got bored i got bored waiting yeah you're up <laughs> all right what were you guys talking about just the just 48 the track 48 mechanic. tracks of the <laughs> I'm really into track 43. <laughs> it that was it was such a disappointment because yeah that's the, one where the hype really like you got really excited for it based off of over and over again and then they didn't release any other singles. They so did one. Did they? I I can't remember the name of it. It wasn't good though. It wasn't a good track and like. The the sad thing is, is I really think there is a solid album within those right. 17 tracks. Yeah. Like, you could literally get rid of seven songs, and you would probably be left with a really good album. Yep. And I don't know. I, I know that Bert had the whole thing where it was like a concept album, it was a tribute to his friend and all this stuff. It was like, sorry, I understand, but that doesn't mean that your album's good just because you have, like... Right. A story behind it it's like right. it might still suck yeah so and guess what it kind of does yeah and it's god what what worse tragedy could befall your album than to have a track on it that is like on the canyon yeah <laughs> this that's like song of the year quality but your album doesn't hold up to even support it remotely where it's like people are literally laughing at some of the other songs because they're so awful. Wondering why the fuck you would have even included them. Why someone didn't pull you to the side and were like, look, you have potential for an awesome record. I have a theory, but I don't want to... Again, we don't have a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time. I do have a theory. Okay, quickly. What is a it? A quick theory? Yeah, quick theory. I think that they probably wrote two or three songs that are maybe the beginning of the album. Yeah. They they hit a stride and wrote over and over again. And they're like, okay, this is, we're hitting something here. And then it's like, they, I think they had a lot of songs recorded and then wrote that. And then like thought, okay, now this is something like really special, mm-hmm. which makes it feel like maybe the stuff they wrote before was even better. It makes you want to keep going. Does that make sense? It's like. Oh yeah. Because, but I think as an artist at that point, you would have to be like. Okay, we've now that we've reached this level, we need to make sure the rest of the album is up there with it. Yeah, there should have been someone in there who who should have 
done the editing. I think they recorded with John Feldman again, didn't they? That I don't I don't know. Who like but, did the first and second album and But someone should have said like Someone track track three, four. Uh, eh. Do you need seventeen? Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> Listen, track seventy four <laughs> is like okay, but can we cut it? Yeah. So, I mean that's like that's getting in the territory of either greatest hits or <laughs> it's like it's like, like an anthology. <laughs> Or, like, a rap album from 1995 that had, like, the interlude and, like, skits, yeah. you know? <laughs> I never, it's like Adam Sandler's comedy album. Yeah. Had like, 38 tracks. I never yeah. got why rap albums had to have skits on them. I don't, <laughs> I don't, Just I for don't fun. Know. I guess. Um, okay, so, what's your, what's number, your number five? five? Yeah. My number five is Taylor Swift's Reputation. Uh... Like Taylor Swift, I love 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, Reputation is catchy, like it always is. It's good songwriting, like it always is. I still just, I think it's, it feels mean, and I don't <laughs> like it. I get like I, it's kind of. I feel like it's what she's going for. Yeah, I feel like she nailed what she wanted to nail uh and again I, I like would say the, absolutely the songwriting is excellent like she mm-hmm. she can write a fucking pop song that's for damn sure uh i just how about do you compared I, to 1989 it 1989 still felt like well it's more happy go lucky yeah and, just like you know you know what 1989 whatever just like i would say this because I know that Jason thinks it's like an anomaly that I've become like a huge Taylor Swift mark. But when I think of 1989, that's like when I became a Taylor Swift fan. And do you know what I was doing when I like fell in love with that album? Is I was taking gymnastics at the Y. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> and I was like, I was... Uh, Wait, there was there was. Were you on like the balance beam? Like what 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 do you mean? No, like I I sign up for like adult gymnastics of the Y. When the the pummel horse? Like, like fucking, uh, doing the the bars, you know, like the fucking bars that you see the dudes do, you know, and yeah, the the, the other well not the bars. So you were the, swinging. You I were was swinging around. I was you swinging around. Flips. I was doing handstands. I was doing cartwheels. <laughs> I want to go back. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I even did a meet. I did one meet. <laughs> I did. It was the most hilarious thing ever. Because the adult class had to mix in with the children. And so they did like the big YMCA. Gymna- it's true. I, I have I have my medal. It's downstairs in the menagerie I've been best friends with you for 20 years. I've never heard about your adult slash child uh, gymnastics meet. Well, when I two went two years ago, when I went to when I went to the classes, it was like an adults class. Yeah, you know? I was the only man. <laughs> <laughs> there was one dude who started in like the first class, and he was he was gone like the next week. Like you couldn't you couldn't do it. Couldn't hack. You couldn't hack. Bad it. reputation. Yeah. Bad reputation. But oh. that's but but the the girl who ran the uh, the instructor, she actually went to school with Jess. It was a girl who graduated with Jesse, and um, before class started, she would always put in 1989, and that's what we'd do our our practice to. Yeah. 
So I think of that every time, and it's a very nice memory for me, because it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Anyway. So 1989 is like 1989. that. 1989. It's just, you know, yeah. it's like, it's just, it gives me, it just makes me happy to listen yeah. to that album. Reputation is mean. It is mean. And she is like a bitch the whole I time. It. I love and it. And I just... How about the... Do you have a standout track from it? Uh... I mean, what's... I, no, I can't even... Do you like this. the Ed Sheeran? And what's his name? Future? Is that Bad Reputation? Yeah. Eh. It's alright. It's uh, a good song. Jason's just. I mean, it's good. Like it's it's good, but I mean, I liked. Uh, Look what you made me do. I mean, I think that's. I I hated that song at first. Yeah. Because I was I was hoping it would be like 1989, and that song is like as far from 1989 as you could get. Uh-huh. But then the more I listened to it, I was like, I love this song. <clears throat> you know, there's other things like I mean, I like Ready for It. Endgame is like. Endgame is that's just what for whatever. Endgame. Endgame makes yeah. me think of like a Ti rap song for some reason because it's like, "Ooh, you make a be a big reputation." Nah, <laughs> it's like, what are you? <laughs> shut the fuck up! Like, what are you doing? But I, you know what? The I other give one, high marks. The other one that really bothers me is mm-hmm. on "I Did Something Bad." Mm-hmm. Uh just did something bad. Yeah, but then right after that, you know, did you ever wa- you ever watch The Office? Mm-hmm. You know how Andy, do you ever uh, Ed Helms' character Andy does the do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So every single fucking time I listen to that part, I did something bad. I'm just like and I fucking hate it. Like I, I'm like, what are you doing? What is this? Think, what is this automated well, like? To be fair, I don't know if that's her saying that. No, I'm not saying. I'm like not her. saying it's her saying it. Yeah. But even if it, it was, absolutely <laughs> sounds like she's just like. <laughs> and I'm like, I like it. It's a good album. I mean, it's it's Taylor. She's pop queen. Whatever. It made it halfway through your list, so I'd say. Yeah, it's it's halfway through my list, but it's bitchy, and I like 1989 better. All right, Jason, number four. Well, just as a precursor, uh, Taylor Swift will not be showing up. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you it's Nick's number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four for me, I I went back with three and four. Three and four, and then one and two kept changing. But four, I decided acceptance. Mm -hmm. As you know, I've got a long-time love affair. with. Are you familiar with acceptance? Okay, they were a big band in the early 2000s, broke up, made this one album called... Why are you laughing? (laughs) Uh, Why are you laughing? Well, I'm laughing because... uh, (laughs) Because you turned me on to this album, and then, like, right after it came out... (laughs) When did this come out? Like, February? Uh, It was, like, January or February? It was in January. (laughs) And you're like... Like, uh... Since you liked it so much, I went ahead and got you a copy of the vinyl that you still haven't given me. It's been like a year, and uh, I didn't bring it up because I was like, well, maybe I'm not going to be a beggar, so um, well, I was just wondering, 
Maybe the, now would be a good but time to But the good news ask. is I got you a shitty copy of War that doesn't <laughs> work. You did. I was just curious because you said that you had actually ordered me a copy and it just needed to make it to you. So I was wondering, like, did it never come or did <laughs> did, did that did that not happen? I'm just curious. I'm not mad. I thought I did. You thought you did. Maybe you placed one in the cart and you thought you'd put two or... No. <laughs> Let's revisit this. I've caught it. <laughs> okay. It was a good album, though. It was good. Maybe you hoped I forgot about it or... No. No, that's not fair because I, you know... No, I've, I, bought, I've purchased you quite a few nice I'm, vinyls. I'm joking. Everyone... I yeah. I know that whatever whatever the whatever happened, <laughs> it's above board. <laughs> um, it's on it's, it's on, on the level. Up up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Jason was purposely trying to evade it. I uh, maybe I I don't know. I don't know what happened. No, because I bought I bought you a copy of Holy Water. Yeah, you know, got you a war. Yeah, I, I stick to my guns. I know. Um. God, what you, you you kind of brought up a sore. There's a lot of <laughs> no, because here can, can I go to a quick tangent? Yeah, go go for it. Okay, the whole album was made through crowdfunding. Yeah. So how you guys did Indiegogo? They were on Kickstarter. Not, Kickstarter. They were on, not GoFundMe. Go one of those. And yeah. anyway, so all their fans funded it. Yeah. And I ordered a, a, a signed copy of the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Got a regular one that wasn't signed. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought I did buy you one. I, I mean, the crowd out there probably thinks I'm full of shit. So it's, you know, it's over with now. But uh, it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I yeah, this was supposed to be a redemption episode. <laughs> I'm just burying you. I had a plan the yeah. whole time because <laughs> you, you knew to be on the list, so it's like you're just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> This is shoot. Nick <laughs> <laughs> Villar shoots on Jason Vanover. Uh, oh boy. Well, you know what? Okay. But, so it's you know it's, what's good because you know what's gonna happen now because you know how I am. What? You know you're gonna have a copy within a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I do things. So he will have a copy on his doorstep probably within a week or two. So I apologize. Uh, but just really but quickly. But speak on the album. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, a band that kind of came up during the Saves the Day era. Uh, they made this one great album called Phantoms. Um, kind of blew up for like half a year, but they broke up. Their lead singer moved to Seattle, started a family. Just They like didn't make any music. Their guitar player joined Amber Lynn. Um, but they had like this diehard fan base who you know kept the Twitter active and all this shit. So they started a GoFundMe, whatever. Made like a million dollars to record a new album. Made this album. It's absolutely phenomenal. I sent it to you. Told you I'd buy you a copy. I didn't. Um, mm. But you did like what you heard. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. And it's fantastic. We actually, after Han and I had moved back here, they played a show in Chicago. We went back up and saw them, and it was, it was great. So they are phenomenal. Um, they have a song on the album called Fire and Rain. Highly recommended. All right. Number four. Number four, I've got a visual aid for. Uh, if you can manage to not listening on the 
the podcast, you're not going to really see this, but I'm just going to hide. Okay, I've got some visual aids for my my top four. So I thought about doing that, bringing some CDs. Yeah. My number four. <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful by the Killers. Wow. Now, Jason told me to check this album out, and I uh, I remember when you sent me news that this had just been released. Maybe I think I sent you Run for Cover because that was the first. Is that it? Yeah. Well, because I remember listening to the album pretty quickly. So it might have been out already. It might have just come out. And when you messaged me about it, and you're like, oh, you should listen to the new Killers album, you were telling me that it might be your album of the year pick. Yeah. And I remember, like, really rolling my eyes. Because the Killers are one of those bands where it's like, I don't dislike them. I really like some of their songs, but I was just like, eh. I doubt it. Yeah, I was like, what have they done recently, you know? Who were they? Everyone loves, everyone loves the first album. Mr. Brightside. Yeah. 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 And even the second one had uh, at least one big single, didn't it? Sam's Town? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, it's, uh, I I do it at karaoke all the time. No, I can't even think of it. When you were young. Yeah, when you were young. Yeah. Is that the same one that had... uh, Bones. The Bones. Bones, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a great record, actually. But ever since then, it's like, I don't know what the fuck they've been up to. I haven't paid attention. So they came out with uh, Battleborn, and then uh, one called Hume, or Sawdust was a, a mixed album. It mm-hmm. was like uh, remixes, but they had one called uh, Human, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah. So I started listening to it, and I was like, well, this isn't too bad. <clears throat> then they used The Man. The Man in the promo video for the McGregor Mayweather fight. And I was like, Oh shit, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and and I watched that video like a million times and it yeah. ingrained that song in my head. And then because it's like an abbreviated version that they use in the ad. That is a good that's a good ass song. That yeah. is a great song. Then I went and I watched the real video for it and I was like, that's a fucking cool video. Yeah, where he's like lifting he's weights. We lifting weights, fucking grilling steaks out yeah. in the desert and shit. <laughs> They're like, he is the man, yeah. man. Like, And then from there, like I said, an album has to have that one song that hooks you. It brings you in. Yeah. And then I put the song on. And uh, an interesting thing about this album, and I would not have guessed it, but I can't argue with it and I can't dispute it. Spotify gave people like a rundown of their top albums they listen to top tracks right, they listen to and <laughs> of uh the entire year for 27 like what what users listen to the most right i got one. yeah yeah I got you one. got one of those well okay. i got one a, per, a personal one for my yeah. profile right <clears throat> and and this <clears throat> album was far and away the one that i listened to the most in 2017 on spotify and that doesn't account for everything because i, I still buy cds so yeah. i listen to those a lot in the car but when I was listening on my computer or streaming on my phone in the car, this album was the one. So I can't argue with that. Yeah. And it deserves high marks and it gets high marks. It's an incredible That's album great. and I love it. And I will really be looking uh, yeah. forward to the next Killers album. 
I mean, think about it, just really quick. I mean, run for cover, run. Yeah. Tyson versus Douglas. Tyson versus Douglas. Can't get you out of my mind. The yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Wonder. I mean, it's just. If you uh, want to, like, I feel like if you are, if you're on your way to the gym, or something, or to do something important, and you put on the man. Oh. It's like you're gonna be pumped up by yeah. the time. It's time to get to action. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Rut's my song on that album. It's a good song. It's a great song. But that, yeah, I, I applaud you. Well, that's I a great. You, I thought you liked, and and I will say that I am surprised that I rated it higher on my list than you did on yours. Well, I thought that was going to be a top three for you, but it, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> so Bender, number four. Number four, Lord Melodrama. That's a good pick. Yeah, I discovered it late in the game. I think it came out in like February or something. But uh, she's, I she's good. I just got just got to it a month or two ago, and uh, it's great. I love it. I love Green Light, which is the first track. I love the Louvre, which is another track on there. Um, it's just it's just a cool. She's just a cool chick, you know. <laughs> she does her her hippie girl music, and it's great. And I love it. I have not. What listened. was her What was her big single originally? Um, Royals. That's right. Yeah. How does uh, Royals and Team? And then I think so. Like that first album, Pure Heroin, whatever, <clears throat> kind of follows that Royals and Team vibe the whole time. Uh, and honestly, like melodrama is just like very melodramatic. It's kind of like low key. Uh, I'm not very familiar with her. How is her voice compared? To like Taylor Swift, what does she sound like? It's I couldn't more, tell you. I it's, I it's, it it's much. more like it's pouty. Yeah, um, much more of, like Winehouse, I guess. Kind of, yeah, okay. rat, a, a little raspy, raspy at mm-hmm. times. Yeah, it's not, not as powerful as like a. Um, yeah, she's not belting songs out. Yeah, you know, she's not Adele. No. Adele, okay, yeah. but no, she's not Adele. She's just kind of like you know, uh. She's like, like, <coughs> almost whispering along with this sort of like, mm-hmm. this roughness in her voice. But she's not as you poppy know. as a Taylor Swift. Okay. No, okay. She, it's enough. like I said, her this melodrama. It's very melodramatic. It's kind of it's low key. It's, it's just sort of it's just like kind of like starts starts high and then just sort of dips down and then cruises. The mm-hmm. album just sort of cruises along, and it's great. I love it. So yeah, that's my number four pick is Lord's Melodrama. Number three. Number three. Paramore. After Laughter. Uh, my top three have gone back. Like that was at one point number one. Mm-hmm. They've all been interchangeable. But over the last like two weeks, I, I locked it in about a week ago. Um, I know it's going to be in your top three, so I won't. Say a whole lot, but it was it ever mm-hmm. number one for you? It skirted the line. Mm-hmm. It was always kind of like one, or it was always kind of like two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again, it's I, well, it's a, it's just a great record. It's a the, great record. The the Haley Williams butt didn't. Uh... That did something for me. That video. <laughs> Jason, uh, <laughs> Jason sent me the video for uh, 
Fake, fake happy. happy. Uh, Actually prompted by Hannah. Cause because my wife did say, wow, her butt looks fantastic in this video. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm a boob guy. Mm. So I typically don't notice that. And I, but I said, you know what? That, that's a great butt. Yeah. So yeah. I think I texted it to you. Was, you texted hey, to me. Hey. I hadn't seen it yet. I haven't. I haven't seen the fake happy video. Oh, what would you think? It's fantastic. I mean, that's one of the best music yeah. butts there is. Yeah. You can't of, argue with it. I mean, I mean it's, it's it, it makes the album a little bit better. Yeah, but in terms of the album itself, mm. start to finish, like, music wise, just on its own merit. <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> absolutely phenomenal. Ah, <clears throat> sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, just pulls my favorite song, which isn't even like one of the, it's track seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those albums where it's like, you have some sad songs, then that song is just, in particular, just brings you back up. It's just, they, they just, they got a lot of shit too, because a lot of their old school fans were like, you know, I want the old Paramore. Right. And she's like, well, I'd be fine only getting this Paramore. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. just. They a, knocked it out of the park. A lot of yeah, it's just it's just great. I, I don't have much to say about it. The album speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. It's just I got nothing. Yeah. It's that good. Again, it could have been my number one, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, there were two albums that I that at the end of the day, to me, were better. Um, that I I always use the desert island uh, mm. scenario. If I'm yeah. on a desert island, and I had three to take with me. That's the one I would chuck off the airplane, and I have two that I would take with me over that. So. Do you ever imagine, like, what would actually lead to that Desert Island scenario? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, I have to actually... If that really happened, like, not just casually, hey, if you had to go to a Desert Island, it's like, you woke up in the middle of the night, and they're, like, terrorists with, like, a gun at your head. Yeah, because typically the Desert Island is if, like, you crash. Yeah, but like, let's say there's a scenario where you actually someone's forcing you there. Yeah, you have to go. But they're to... still letting you take yeah. your three favorite <laughs> yeah. albums. It's like, it's like it's like Bane. Like Bane, yeah. Bane's got you on the plane. And he's like, you get to choose three albums. Yeah. You know, choose wisely. One pick four. You get to choose yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what if I make a suggestion? This was a favorite of Ra's own. <laughs> I'm here to complete Razamu's playlist. <laughs> so, if Bane actually had you in that spot. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think you'd be able to choose wisely? Or no. just be like, let's <laughs> take the fucking three right there. Like, yeah. What are those? Just, what do you want to listen to? <laughs> you didn't even put any yeah, thought try, into that. Try, try again. <laughs> I was wondering what would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> your musical taste, your ability to pick under pressure. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. Hey. Um. oh boy alright number three I'm going to reach under the pizza box for my next visual uh, number three Weezer 
This is Weezer's Pacific Daydream. It's my number three. And, um... <coughs> mm. This is an interesting album because a lot of the fan base, and I told you about this, Jason, a lot of the diehards are putting this album on, like, Ratitude level bad. Like... Not saying they just don't like it. They're saying this is like worth shit. Like it's worth laughing at. Like it's that bad. Hmm. And I don't see it. And you know I'm not a Johnny Come Lately Weezer guy. They are my band. Weezer is my favorite band of all time. And I don't think that this is... They're kind of to you like my Coheed sort of. like Yeah. You go back to the the beginning. Right. Yeah. So, I don't see it. I think this is a great album. Every song on this album could be a single on the radio. And I think that makes some people mad. People who want to be like edgy contrarians, you know, and it's like, well, that's too radio friendly or whatever. Or they're trying to be too 2017 when this came out. I think it's an awesome album. I love it. I think that during the Ratitude era, which is pretty much unanimously voted their worst album they've ever put out, like amongst the entire fan base. I think people would have killed for this album. (coughs) I think they were spoiled by Everything Will Be Alright in the End and then the White Album, Mm -hmm. which were both really good. And I still think that maybe I would put those two above this one, but I would say that this is kind of neck and neck with the white album for me everything will be all right in the end is definitely my favorite that they've done since the 90s but this album deserves this spot i don't think it's just because i'm a big fan of weezer i give it to them you stick behind it i stick behind it i love all the tracks we've talked about it i thought it was a great record yeah I mean, I just, I don't see how you can, I don't see how you can be mad about this as a fan. I've never been a big Weezer guy, as you know. I know. I thought it was great. I know. I feel like I've, I've always tried over the years to send you a track here and there, you know, to kind of sway you a little bit, but this one deserves the number three spot totally. And I'm just flipping it over here. Um, Hmm. Happy Hour might be my favorite song on this album. So, check it out. Weezer's Pacific Daydream. It's available on Spotify. Stream it and listen to it. You know, an unfortunate thing, and I'll just say this real quick, is when it comes to bands that have been around for a while, a lot of radio stations that still play the old stuff refuse to play anything new. That is weird, yeah. And it's so, yeah, it's so strange that, like, They'll continue playing the sweater song and Buddy Holly and yeah. like Island in the Sun. And then people are totally surprised when they find out that they've got a new album coming out. It's like, well, they've got, they've had singles coming out for the past like 20 years, but they just don't get played. It's like, this stuff's as good as anything that you're going to hear from them. So yeah. go and listen to it. That's my number three. Uh, my number three is also Paramore's After Laughter. Fantastic. Pretty much all the same stuff you said. It's just, 
it's I think it's a consistently great album. Just through and through. I love the vibe. Not a weak track. I love the style. I love the direction. It's just killer. It's it's just a badass album all the way through. Yeah, that's that's great. It's great. I loved it. I love listening to it. And you got to watch the fake happy video. For uh, the apparently, butt. I have to see Haley Williams' butt. I mean, yeah. she's hot, so yeah, yeah. You could pull it up right now. Just oh, turn oh. the sound down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, um, number two. Wow. So we, I feel like we did a flip. Pacific Daydream, Weezer, wow. was number two. Uh, it was number one for a while. I kept flip-flopping. I think you knew I was in love with this album. Yeah. Uh, La Mancha Screwjob is maybe my favorite song of the year. I know I've said that about a bunch of songs Yeah. as we go through this, but probably my favorite song they've ever done. Happy Hour, Mexican Fen. I mean, come on. You summed it up by saying every song on this could be a single. Absolutely. Uh, you know I'm a big Beach Boys fan. This is a Beach Boys album. This is a summer album, which is everything I love. You can take this and just... Listen, I've never been a big Weezer guy. I like him. It's a mid album. A couple tracks. I bought the vinyl, bought the CD, bought it on iTunes. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's... To, I mean, to me, people can make fun of me, I guess. I think it's the best thing they've ever done. Just, just for my personal opinion when I hear it. You'd be in the... The, Very the, small minority, and that's fine, you know. As a, a person that's not a diehard fan, no, that's but it's um, interesting to hear. You know, I just, every song is good. Every song is distinct to me. There's a hook to each song. Here, here's a good one for you. There's two or three songs in here I can put on that Hannah can sing to. That's how often I've played it, mm-hmm. and she knows the songs. It's it's just a great album. Uh, I, I don't know <clears throat> if. If they were like 20 years younger and Rivers looked like Justin Bieber, it'd be over. They'd be the biggest band in the world right now with that album. No question. La Mancha Screwjob, when you play that song at the beginning, it's like a, it's like a beat. Yeah. It's like a, a dance song. Mm-hmm. The song's incredible. I mean, you could put that on the radio. like you, It'd be Well, it'd I remember be Chris. I remember Chris telling me, he heard Feels Like Summer on the radio for the first time. And he had no idea it was a Weezer song. Yeah. He was like, he thought it was like a new pop artist. Yeah. And he but loved I mean, it. I mean, Mexican Fender, Beach Boys, Feels Like Summer, Happy Hour, Weekend Woman. I love Get Right, La Mancha Screwjob. And any friend of Diane's yeah. is a friend of mine. Yeah. The fact that I can <laughs> sing a, a, a random Weezer song, yeah, that just tells you how good I think this album is. Uh, <clears throat> I kept going back and forth. At the end of the day, it didn't quite reach number one, mm-hmm. but I adore it. I think it's fantastic, and it'll be uh, in the rotation for years to come. I, could, I couldn't give it any higher praise. That's I, impressive. I, I really mean that. I, I, think I that, truly mean that. I think uh, <clears throat> five years ago, I never would have guessed Jason would pick a Weezer yeah. album as, as his number two of the year. So... And it could have been easily number one, where I went back and forth. So, that's the reason I asked at the beginning of this. I said, "Can we do a tie?" Mm-hmm. I, that's how strongly I feel about that album. So it could it could have been number one. 
All right. If you're too choked up <laughs> to continue, we can. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I'm I'm very happy to see Weezer appear at your number two. Yes. That's great. That's, okay. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. All right. My visual aid. Number two. <clears throat> yep. Paramore. Well, right, right in that pocket. After Laughter is my number two. And um, this is a this is a really meaningful album to me. I was um, I was on vacation in Florida with uh, with my wife and my son uh, when I really started digesting this album. We went to Disney, all the different parks that they have. Pretty much the entire time that we were driving around Orlando, either when I was taking Jess to a convention or when we were going to a theme park or we are going out to eat, this was the album that was playing. And I have... That's a great trip for me. And this is just like... Every... every that's, that's a great road trip album or a great oh, yeah. summer. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just perfect. And it, it like has that vibe and it's... <clears throat> Not only does it have the vibe of like the beach in summer, but it literally was that for me. So it's connected to it mm-hmm. in that very real way. And um, I mean, I I love this album. I, I can't say enough about it. The only, the reason it's not number one is because of one track. Is it like the, the, the non-vocal track? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird track. With like uh, the dude like yelling in the background. Yeah, it's a, it just doesn't fit on the album. If that track was not on this album, it would have been number one. No question. But in trying to narrow it down, what I had to ask was, what's the best album front to back? Do I not have to stop at all? And I had to on this because I skipped that song. And that's, that song? Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it, with within the context of everything else, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's almost like, and I don't know who it is. It only, He sounds kind of like Max Bemis or uh, the dude from, what's the other band? Uh, he kind of has that yelly, shouty... I know the band, I just can't think of it. Like, they don't, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I get, I have an idea of just because you said Max Bemis, so, like, I can sort of, like... He's not even as singing as Max Bemis. No, it's not singing. Right, it's... I can hear the style <laughs> you're... Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not good. And so when we're talking about albums, that's yeah. what I took into consideration... And that's why it's number two and not number one. And it's like, if that wouldn't have been there and I could have had that experience front to back, this would have been my album of the year. And it's my number two. Paramore's After Laughter is just... Like, the songs songs that are within that wheelhouse of, like, power pop, pop rock... You can't get much better than this. It's it's like perfect. 
but then there's this one track that sticks out like a sore thumb and forgiveness what like what a song yeah so but if you try and demerit this album by saying i like paramore when they were pop punk or whatever you're a joke i love them all but that's their best album get out of here this album it's is incredible close, in my opinion this is <clears throat> i hate like doing the point whatever ratings but because of that one it's like a 9.8 9. 8. it's like a 9.8 or 9.75 or even a 9.9 you know it's like there's just one little thing yeah and you have to be a little heck honest up. about it yeah you know i, I got you so that's my number two. Bender, you're up. My, my number two is uh, Dynamite Thunder Punch, Coyote Gunfight. Um, another local band. Dynamite Thunder Punch. I like is, your deep cuts. Mm-hmm. I like that. Dynamite Thunder Punch is a band that Nick and I have played with a number of times. Uh, yeah. Even back to like Sleepstar, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so we've been friends with them for a long time. And they're just, they're really great guys. And ever since we've been playing with them, they have been talking about this album. Uh, so I actually it, have the physical copy yeah. right here. So it took it took about three years for this album yeah. to come that out. Looks like a Wes Anderson. That looks like Fantastic Mr. Fox artwork. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it took about three years for them to put this album together, um, and it's pretty much been the whole time that we've known them. And goddamn, if it didn't pay off like bigger than anything else, it is a really it is so good. It's one of those I'll I'll admit it is I didn't listen to it enough, yeah, to get that high on my list. Yeah, what I listen to, I do really like, but Uh, it's the whole album is like a uh, post-apocalyptic Western concept album, and it's just so badass i mean it's so good they and you know it's it's one of those albums of instead of as opposed to the use this album has like 16 songs on it but it just it flows and it works and there's a couple instrumental songs that are just really great they are so talented like and they're such a great band and I, i love them so much and they're really great friends of ours and so very I've, high energy. I've, high energy. They're just great, and I've listened to that album. Check them out a lot. Yeah. I mean, I lo- I've listened to. They it just a asked lot. us to come up to Akron and on play March third and play a show. Any chance them. they listen to this podcast? They might. We, we've might. told them we want to have them on sometime. Yeah, I might tag. Well, them in case they do, I like your artwork, and I uh, I'll definitely be checking it out. Yeah, yeah you maybe you'll make should. my list uh, next year. Maybe so. They're excellent. I love yeah. them. So that's my that's and and again based on like how much I've listened to an album, that's my number two because I just as soon as it came out it was just like nonstop. Mm-hmm. I mean I listened to it on the way over here today, mm-hmm. so love it. I think they were they were partially cock blocked because of Paramore. So yeah. I was still in like full Paramore mode. I, I was in that were, mode yeah. for like fucking four you or were. five months. Yeah, where that was literally like the only that's, thing. I uh, same here. And that, it was, it was not just, yeah. So I would say I listened to that album more than anything this year. Well, that's I think that's what okay, but that doesn't no. necessarily to me dictate what's the it, best album. No, not necessarily. But I'm saying it's <clears throat> it's probably a three way tie for me that I could see being feasible. But I um, 
I listened to The Killers a lot on Spotify before I got the actual CD. Yeah. So that's, I think, why it showed up so much on there and some other things didn't. But, because I got the Paramore, like, right when it came out. Had to be swayed a little bit on Killers. But once I did, yeah. I'm going to turn it back now. No. All right, so here we are. We've made it to number one. And, uh... You probably know what my number. Do you know what my number one is? No, you don't. No, tell me. Are what you, is it? Uh, science fiction, my brand new. Wow. Uh, I, I, uh, I pretty much knew the moment I heard it. Mm-hmm. I think I told you that. Yeah. Um, I know this pick comes with some controversy yeah. because Jesse Lacey is not the most. Uh, sought after human being right now brand new is now pretty much they're gonna be an afterthought which kind of to me makes this album more i'm gonna i might ramble for a minute because this is this is it they called that 2018 pretty well didn't they they did they um (laughs) i've loved brand new i saw them back in like 2000 i've always loved them they've always made albums every four or five years this one 2009 so, mm-hmm. six years between they worked on this album. Yeah. The album is meticulous. Every song, there's Easter eggs to other songs on other albums. That's If you're a brand new fan, you go on the Reddit. Like, every song has callbacks to other songs on other albums. First album, middle, just like really weird shit to where you can tell. Mm-hmm. They weren't just sitting around. They were literally working on this, which yeah. makes it shittier that now they're done. Yeah. I get it. Jesse... Might be a scumbag because you know people have come through with these allegations, uh, saying that he tweeted these girls and whatnot. Yeah, um, jerked off, and and, and that's that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. I'm just I I'm trying to and just enjoy the music and just try to separate it. It is what it is. Hold on, I want to hear the rest of your thoughts on this. Do a non sequitur real quick, because I want to I want to hear the rest of your thoughts on brand new. Okay, but I really have to piss. So what what. Just, just something different. Here, what's, what's right here? Talk about this. <laughs> That's a really weird place for you to. Just a sec. So pumpkin spiced latte candle. Oh. Well, should we talk about talk about pumpkin spice latte drink or candles? I don't like I don't like lattes. So how about candles? I'm not really sure. I don't. It's been a long time since. I've what's the last time you bought a good candle? Spice. Good candle. Yeah, when's the last time you bought a candle? Held a candle? I mean, I bought... Not held a candle, <laughs> bought a candle. I bought candles not too long ago. Like, like literally like a week ago. Do you go with, like, the Yankee candle this size? Or I mean, I got with... little tea candles just because it was a specific need. But, yeah. uh... But beyond that, I haven't bought a candle in a long-ass time. Uh, there's a, there's a company... A t-shirt company that I enjoy a lot... Uh, horror shirts that have actually some special edition candles that I've meant to pick up but haven't done yet. Because I went to pick them up one time and because they're heavy, they are like, you know, it's like $10 to ship it. And I was like, yeah. well, I don't want to spend a buttload of money on this fucking candle. I like buying candles, but these are like 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> 
As for lattes themselves, I don't drink coffee. So this candle is kind of just dumb in general. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we talked about dumb candles and uh, I don't drink lattes. You don't drink lattes? I don't drink coffee. You know that. You started to. I had one cup with you one time. I drink tea. No, I know this is not true. That is true. Nope, I know that's fake news. That's not fake news. It is fake news. <clears throat> I know the truth. What's the truth? The truth is that you you kind of like coffee. I don't like coffee. You told me you did. You I like the mood. Into it. I like the mood. You like the mood. I like the mood. But I, I can get that mood with tea. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, I want to hear. Okay, so well, I right, mean, so you, you know, I like that you got up during my number one. I didn't want to, and that's why I asked you to pause because I want to hear what. No, you asked for a non sequitur. We didn't pause. No, 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 I mean, no, of course I'm not going to pause. We never do that. This well, is I mean, live. This is live TV. Well, yeah, but I mean, now I can't pick up, you know, the same. Yeah, you can. Sure, you can. Believe in yourself. Well, I do believe in myself, but oh, come this on. was redemption for me, and now I'm 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 floundering. You want to, if you want to redeem yourself, well, you have to do what it I was against all say, odds. <laughs> so, what I, I guess what I was trying to say is that I, I totally get uh, all the um, sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Controversy? Not controversy, but the blowback. The bl- bl- that's the word. I was going to say flashback, but okay. the, the blowback against Jesse Lacey. I totally get it. Yeah. And what I was trying to say before the non sequitur is that my my thing with uh, James Franco, for example, um, other stuff here, <clears throat> they, these guys might be scumbags. I totally get it. I'm just trying to like view their art as art. Yeah. Maybe that's not a good, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm a fan of brand new, so I'm just... I'm taking this record for what it is mm-hmm. and trying to like separate it. Yeah. And and I guess what's heartbreaking for me is maybe he is shitty and they're and they're done now. But yeah. this album to me is special because I've been a fan for so long and it has so many connections to everything they've done. Yeah. And when I listen to it there's just something about it. It's a special album to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know it was coming out. It was one of those. Yeah, it was a random. It was drop. a random drop, which I hate. Loot drop. I hate. I hate. You hate the. Loot I hate. Drop. The, I hate random drops like Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rappers do it. Say anything did it. Say anything, which was my number one or two last year. Yeah, I remember it was very high up there um, for both of us. I'm I'm not into the random drop, but maybe I should. Bender, how do you feel about the random drop? But maybe know. now that we've talked shit about AFI, nobody there, that's ever. I don't think I like. <clears throat> Anybody that's ever done a random drop, like MCR never did a random drop, Mission City never did a random drop. Yeah, but now that we're saying, hey, AFI did this build-up that was shitty, maybe the random drop's not bad. No, because you know why? Well, it's not bad for the artist. It's not bad to do a build-up, even if it sucks, because they still probably got people interested who might not have given them money otherwise, as far as marketing goes. Yeah. It's like... Even if your album ends up being shit, if you can get people to buy it beforehand or like pre-order because they're excited, yeah, Eh? 
Gotta get paid. Hey, that's the way it is. Well, anyway, so I'll leave it there. I mean, it's just... Unfortunately, my pick this year, it's... Uh, I had to go with my heart, and I know it's kind of a shitty pick because maybe he is a shitty dude. Like I, I, I just don't know anymore. How to, how, how do you read these stories? And it's like, if the guy is shitty, can I still enjoy his music? <clears throat> if James Franco's shitty, can I still think that the Disaster Artist is as great as it was? It's just there. There's such a fine line now. Yeah. And so my thing here is, uh, this album to me, when I first heard it, before I read any of that stuff. That's what I'm going with. And being a fan of Brand New for the past like 12 years, and the fact that it was this Easter egg album mm-hmm. that's, that like wove all their other albums together, and I can listen to it for years and still pick up on stuff. And yeah. every song is just this different beast. It's just, it, it's a special well, album. Even though, even though some people want to twist it a certain way, <clears throat> it's not like there aren't women out there who also enjoy the new brand new album no there are or who also 100%. respect the idea that like you know maybe he he owned up to a certain degree of whatever you know where it's That's like true. okay real quick quick tangent is like this this girl whatever who said that he like jerked off on skype for her you know when she was 16 he was like 22 okay well it's like like, decades ago it's like i don't even i don't know where this was exactly but the age of consent in the u.s is still 16 in most places yeah so i don't even know if it's illegal yeah it wasn't it's not he didn't do anything illegal it was just people like calling him a scumbag right it's like okay well being a scumbag in your opinion doesn't make what you were doing illegal or even worthy of losing your entire livelihood so it's like, I still believe in the idea of the rule of law and that you're innocent until you're proven guilty. Yeah. So, well, the shitty thing too to me now is that he's been married and he has kids, and it's like now his like his life he's got this tainted image, and he's just kind of like he was already a shut in, and now it's he's just done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes this whole mystique even more. But what's weird, that's why this album is even more mystical to me, because if you listen to it, a lot of the songs are about how um, they were, like, if you're not, like, one of the lyrics is like, if you're not having fun, don't lose hope, my son, this is the last one. Like, they, like, wrote this album knowing this was it, like, Mm -hmm. and they, like, put it all out there. But then knowing that all this kind of, like, overshadowed this, like, artistic vision they had, kind of as a fan who enjoyed their, like, aesthetic and, like, their vision, yeah. it just kind of, it, it's weird, but, like, that's what, there's this sort of weird thing that... Well, you know that I'm not, like, <clears throat> I'm no super Jesse Lacey Mark. No. I, I I know. I've always been kind of dismissive of him. Yeah. And it's like, I don't fucking think he's as deep as a lot of people think he is, and it's like... Oh, what do they people call him like Morrissey Jr. and shit? And it's yeah. like, okay, I don't fucking care. Like, I like some of his stuff. I I don't like some of the other stuff that he's done. I think he's a good songwriter. He's a good artist. What he's done in his personal life, I I don't I I can't really fucking comment on it because I yeah, have. Do you, do you hold that against the album? No, because that that was my thing. I I couldn't. It's like I, because because there's well for one thing there's no 
like shit he's he's just like a guy who said that uh he, maybe he he acted in like a douchey way or, or something i i don't know it's like if if we only enjoyed artists who were on the level that we think is like acceptable morally then i think we would probably have to throw away the entire there's movie. no way we'd be fans of metallica no <laughs> No way. Or Motley Crue. Metallica or Motley Crue. Probably any band. Anyone. Ever. Maybe because ever. Maybe ever. <laughs> because these people... They're like, put in positions where they're... Well, you know the, the shit they would say on like... I think they sound... I don't think they would say it now. If Behind the Music were to be created in 2018. But I remember one of those segments where it's like... James Hetfield's talking about how... They would have to fucking run to their tour bus when they would come back through cities because the dads of the girls who went to the shows Chasing the last them. time would be there like waiting for them yeah. ready to like fucking kill them for yeah. real because they would walk backstage and there would be like a shower full of naked women waiting for them who just <laughs> were like let's do this yeah. you know and it's like right. okay well maybe it's not like I I I'm not going to yeah. do that. I don't think it's no. really morally right. But, you well, know. Well, I'll say this last thing and I'll let you guys move on. Um, I, To me, again, I just, it was a, it's a special album. They're a special band to me. I don't condone if, if the things he did or we did. But I just try to, I try to view... Don't don't Skype with uh fucking sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, I think it's and, shitty. And pull but I, 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 out. I'm I'm viewing his art for what it is and just try to view it separately. Um, and and I think it's I think it's phenomenal. And I'm very sad they're done. Uh, they they said before this album came out they were done, and we kind of laughed and we're like they're gonna come back. No, they're done. Like this mm. this ended it for sure. Like because he's he was a reclusive guy to begin with. And he has a family and kids now. There is no way they make another album. Like, and that's what makes this to me even more special. This is their like <clears throat> final. And that's what if you actually listen to this album, mm-hmm. which and you probably won't. But brand new fans, if you go on their Reddit, it, that's what's crazy. A lot of these songs are just every song is like there's like references of like how this is it, this is the end. Yeah. And now knowing that like that's fucking over, it makes it kind of crazy. So uh, very special. Um, it's not the pop. That's why I went back and forth with the Weezer. Because yeah. the Weezer album is like, that makes me want to like go to the beach and like, you know, have a great time. Yeah. But this one makes me want to like think. And like, it's like, what makes it an album, what what makes an album the best? And to well, me... Um, let me... Uh, I, I, because we're on it, I feel like it's topical. So like, Bender, if tomorrow it came out and it was like, Gerard Way in 2007 <clears throat> Skyped with a 17-year-old and jerked off on camera. And someone was like, are you ready to denounce Gerard Way and all of the music he's created? Like, what would you say? How old was he at the time? Like, can I you mean, get rid of no, all of the fucking attachment that you I, have? I, to? I think it, dep- it depends on the severity of the... Issue. Like, if, if you know, if he, like, 
because he used to struggle with alcohol. Yeah. So, like, if he was shit-faced or something, and this girl was 17, which, you know, and she's on Skype, like, what are you going to do? You make a mistake, you know? But if he's, like, sober or drunk... Mm-hmm. And like rape somebody. Well, yeah. If he then rapes like you're, someone, then you're gonna different. have like an issue, you know. Uh, but like if it's like a girl, like, I would. There would be a, a a lot of conflict, but I would certainly take issue with that. And there's not, levels. I'd not want to support him anymore, you know, which would really suck because I really love him. Yeah, that's but a, yeah. it would be really hard, and I wouldn't want to continue to support that. It would taint everything that he's done. Yeah, However, in the in this situation. It's like, okay, you made a mistake. You fucked up, dude. You fucked yeah. up. You were like once. in your twenties. That, yeah. That's what that's my thing. And the fact that he's like getting like, you know, <clears throat> people chasing after him with like, the just the, like calm the fuck it's down. It's like the like, girl was it's like something through Skype where she was yeah. like and she's like she said herself like I was into it at the time. Yeah. And then years later I think back on it and now I don't like it. And it's like that's well, not fair. Well, that's that's different. That. That's, that's different. A lot yeah. of the James Franco people yeah, they're like, well, he's a great guy. He just made us uncomfortable. That's there's different. A difference between that and like in the Kevin Spacey, like shit. really talk yeah. to talk to a woman who's been violently raped, and try and compare that to someone, some girl who like got a celebrity on Skype and was like, I wonder if I can get this guy to like jerk off on camera. Yeah, yeah. like it's just it's to- it's apples and oranges. It's totally different. Yeah. Like if someone does that, it's like maybe you're using bad judgment because. Yeah. You're famous, and you should probably know that, like, she could be recording this right now. Right. Maybe she's not as old as she said she is. Like, you're putting yourself in a fucking stupid position. Yeah. You know, but it's still very, very different from being, like, a fucking scumbag in an alley who pulls a woman in and, like, violently takes her to task. Like, they're... Not even on the same yeah. plane of existence. There, there, there is opinion. a pe- famous people are going to have to start watching what they do, which I think, I and mean, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think um, most people should anyway. Yeah, but I, and like, I agree. Um, they're going to yeah. have to start checking what they even do on social media. But yeah, I, do I think Jesse Lacey's a bad guy? He he could be. I don't know. But I guess the moral of my story is I'm not letting it taint the way I viewed his last I don't think this situation is serious enough to it, it, I'm not gonna allow that if I found out that he was like a Kevin Spacey yeah. you know where yeah. then I'm like I, maybe it's still great but I can't watch it right, right. like, I, like well, I'm I gonna, like, I'd have a hard time it's, watching it's, any it's, Kevin Spacey you know video. what you know what's a good uh, a good analog <clears throat> to that is like the way I feel about Benoit like I still That's a can't, great point. It's, I still yeah, can't watch I, his matches. It's hard. It's like I don't care I, how yeah. great he was, but like because he was the best. Yeah, he was awesome. He was the best. But like his match with like Michaels, I still can't. Well, his match with Eddie, like the, with that too. I I just or when he when he won the title. Yeah, it's like it's, when you, you watch someone on TV and you're like, this guy ended up killing his wife and son. It's like. Sorry, yeah, sorry, I can't really can't do it. I know that's that, just, that's a, a leap, but I it is. But I totally see what you're saying. Do so. you understand that there's a point that you get to where it's like you yeah. can't separate yeah. the artist from the art anymore? Yeah, hundred percent. It just doesn't so. work. Okay, so I'll let you guys move on. So my yeah, my last point. So brand new science fiction. I'm glad we kind of hashed it out. Yeah. Uh, 
Th- hey, thanks for the therapy session. I, mm. I kind of like feel because I I was struggling with it for a little bit. That's yeah. I kept going back and forth. Um, it's so I I just I adore the album, and I'm very sad that that's it. Yeah, but again, what's cool about it is it ties in to all their other albums. Mm. They they made this weird five album thing. Yeah. I, I don't. It's they're gonna always be this weird band that just, and, I, and I'm sad that's it. So that's that's my albums of the year. Uh, Weezer could have been number one. It, it uh, Weezer's number one too. They they were they were my it was tie. So but anyway, Weezer's number two. We you uh, picked yeah, but you made your pick. I I did, but it, it's close. All right, my number one. Jason's rolling his eyes. I already know. He knows what's Jesus coming. Jesus fucking Christ. Big repetition. Big repetition. Taylor Swift. Oh, Jesus. Taylor Swift reputation is my album of the year for 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, um... I told you... There, the what it came down to for me, and this is big, this is big. Fifteen tracks, and there's not one that I skip when I listen to this. The Paramore album. You skip that one track. It is twelve tracks, and I skip one of them. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it came down to. Because and you, those Taylor Swift songs are better than the Paramore songs. Well, it depends on what you mean by better. Are they better like songs? What I enjoy more. Yeah, do you enjoy them more? It's a different. It's a different vibe that I'm going for. They're similar, and I even told you this. I feel like, um, I feel like Taylor Swift and Haley Williams could each sing each other's songs pretty well. I really believe that. Do you think I'm? Do you think I'm like wrong in saying so? Because I don't think they're so far off. I listen to a lot of like other, or when I check out other female pop artists, I'm not just trying to circle jerk here. I really don't hear anyone who sounds like off the bat just as strong as Taylor Swift is. I think that she is like undisputed the queen of pop music right now. And I've gotten like, you know, I told you I was just listening to the Carly Rae Jepsen album recently. I think she's good, but I I don't think anyone that I've heard really touches Taylor Swift in in her strength of delivery and the songs that she puts out consistently. I just don't I don't know. I don't I don't see any other real competition. Honestly, I think Haley Williams could give her a run for her money. But then they got that one fucking song where she's not even she's not even on it. It's like what are you doing? Why did you have this guy come on here and just yell for four minutes, you know? Like, this was my album of the year. 
I, I really didn't think anyone was going to top this. And I told you a while back that this was my number one. Like, at that moment, I think it was around maybe September, October. And I was like, but Taylor Swift has an album coming out in November. And you're like, give me a break. And you like totally laughed it off. And I was like, I'm sorry, but that's the only thing I see being able to dethrone Paramore's album at that point. Yeah. And it did. You stuck to your guns. And it came down to that one track. And like I said, Reputation has nothing I skipped through. Not one song. Well, you stuck to your guns, and I appreciate that. All right. So... (laughs) Now we're to Bender with his number one album of 2017. The final final one. Final one. Uh, My number one album of 2017 is uh, Kesha's Rainbow. You know what? That's a good pick. Because I like that better than Taylor Swift. I do too. I actually heard a couple songs today they, they played at work. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I think if anybody can give Taylor Swift a run for her money in the pop world, it's Kesha. She has some more grit. I think she's got more grit. I think she has more power in her voice. I think that it's a new fashion. she sings the faction. I think <laughs> she she you know this album is special and it's important because she is coming off of suing her a three year hiatus of literally not being allowed to make music at all like she wasn't allowed uh and to to come through all of that on the other side and put out an album like this that's just like it's just it's powerful and every song means something and every song is about like finding yourself and being comfortable and like you don't always have to forgive everybody but you can move on and you can be happy no matter what happens to you and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's powerful. The album is powerful. And like literally, I mean, the first couple songs that I heard, like when she released praying for the first time. And then when she released learn to let go the first time, like literally cried when I heard them because I was just like, fuck go you Kesha. Like, you know, like so happy that she's back Got to see her when she did the Rainbow Tour and everything. Oh, so you're all in on Kesha. Oh, yeah. I'm all in He's on a Kesha. mark. Wow. Yeah. He's a mark. And right. wow. uh, I just, like, I just think she just, just, I love her. I love her. I love this album. I love the album. It was Heard amazing. a couple tracks. I liked them. Yeah. So the this whole is great. Album's great. Uh, my favorite album was a guy who was accused of sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your favorite album was a woman who sued a guy for grabbing her butt. And won. And won. And your favorite album was a woman, woman who sued for sexual assault and lost. But should have won. But should have won and came back. Should have won. Yeah. I'm going to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's And, uh, and I wrestled with uh, Dynamite being number one, Dynamite Thunder Punch being number one, but it, you know, it really came down to I think the meaning behind the album, and Kesha just did it for me. She's my girl. 
I like her better than Taylor Swift. I like the album cover a lot. Yeah. It's cool. I, yeah, I heard a song by her today at work where she says, she says something about Don't Take My Weed. Um, probably. It's like one of her singles, but yeah, it's a good sure. song. Yeah, I liked it because uh, I, I Shazammed it. Yeah, Learn to Let Go. Or not Shazam, but or is that, is, uh, is that Shazam? Yeah, there's yeah, a I Shazam. It. Learn to Let Go is a standout track on that album. That might be it, I don't know. But. Um, woman is. Like, Woman is so good, it makes me, like, want to be a woman. Like, it, like, it, it awakens this, like, you know, like, yes, power, <laughs> you know, this whatever. But it's just great. The whole album is just great. Well, I love it. Check it out. That's it. I have to go home. You guys kept me so late. You just gotta go. <laughs> that's it. That's it. There's your top. That's top 10 that's albums. the top. I had hoped I had redeemed myself here, but I feel like I've dug a deeper hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you came out. You were. You're not falling over yourself. Yeah, right there. I explained myself, and you know, hopefully, I. Uh... We're not carting you off this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yeah. So we've got science fiction. Yeah. First, sum it up. Why, why don't we just why don't we go around and sum up real quick? Summarize it. Okay. Yep. Uh, Again, there's some controversy surrounding it, but what I would suggest is just try to set that aside and listen to it. Um, what it came down, just real quick, what it came down to me at the end of the day was Pacific Daydream was an album I could take to the beach and play on the radio and have the best day ever. It just, you know, pop around, just enjoy it. Science fiction is an album where I want a glass of wine and I want to sit down with headphones and a lyric sheet and I want to dive into it. And sometimes that's what makes to me a great album, especially for a band who's they're done. It's their fine. It's their curtain call and they've led up to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and again, for me, all these callbacks. So if you're a fan of brand new, you read these lyrics and there's lyrics that call back to the first album. There's stuff, there's just weird references. They all tie together. You can tell they worked on this for many, many years. So, uh, not a lot of songs you're going to hear that are going to be like radio hits. But if you're a fan of Brand New, um, but uh, also Weezer, Pacific Daydream, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, what it came down to for me was uh, Paramore versus Taylor Swift. Uh, sorry. No. <laughs> And um, the way that I view having to pick between these two is almost like, <clears throat> Jason, you will maybe understand this. It's like you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to reprimand your child. But sometimes you need to. Sometimes you have to. And you're pulling for them. And it's like, I'm sorry, you know. But you, you want him to correct it before you have to reprimand. <laughs> yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I felt. I feel like, I feel like Taylor. She got my number one pick because Paramore fucked up that the one track, track that she didn't fuck up with, and she had more tracks on her album to fuck up than Paramore did on theirs. 
And that's what I... I'm sorry that you feel like you need to shake your head at me. But if you can understand what I'm saying, where it's like... There's one we get unpacked and I won't, but... You had to get 11 out of 11 right. This person had to get 15 out of 15 right, and she did. And you missed one on your test. So, I'm sorry, but the best I can do is number two. Taylor Swift lived up, in my opinion. It is an incredible pop album. If you're not into pop music, you're probably not going to like it. But if you do like pop music and you don't mind Taylor Swift being bitchy, as opposed to the way that she came across on 1989, that's what I like. I like her attitude. So, fair enough. Rats off to you. Listen to Kesha because she's better than Taylor Swift. Well, I will disagree until the cows come home. So, I, I her. It's just it came Kesha being my number one pick just came down to not only as I said much much earlier in the cast I was hyped for this album because I knew I knew it was she was coming in out. the heat it was it was she was in the heat and then she came out of it and she was like I'm releasing new music. And I was like, thank God. And then song after song that she released, I was like, yes. And she had time to work on it, which is cool. And then the album came out, and every song that wasn't a single is still a hit. So it lived up to the hype. She hyped it, and it lived up. and, And I'm glad she's back, and I hope she continues. I really, really hope she continues to make music. I'm sure she will. Yeah, at this point, at this point, yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. I think so, but (coughs) it's just Ah. nice to... I don't think you can argue that she has a... (coughs) I don't think you can argue that that Kesha has a better voice than Taylor Swift. I think she has more range. Really? (coughs) Sorry, allergies. Uh... I won't get in that debate. <laughs> Maybe we'll unpack that next time. <laughs> Maybe sometime. I think Taylor Swift has. I think she has a very <coughs> smooth voice. Very. She has a. a strong... I, I would honestly say that Taylor Swift probably has a better voice, but I would. Rather listen to Kesha. Yeah, I don't like Taylor Swift. I just don't like her. I know. You think she's a phony? I do. I think she's completely phony. That's fine. She's like packing peanuts. That's fine. <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that's it. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what to say. That's it. I'm just gonna end with Jason thinks Taylor Swift is packing peanuts. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? This I think this was a great cast. This was good. Yeah, it was. A, it was a great cast. It was good. Everyone hung in there. Hopefully, I don't. I don't end up on Fox News like, <laughs> lo- like local boy supports Jesse Lacey. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the outro. (laughs) 
And that was another episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. Jason, you might not realize this, but uh, what we do is we record the episode, then we record the intro, and after we record the intro, we do the outro. And yeah. we're in the outro right now. Okay. So what we just did a couple mm-hmm. minutes ago, the people listening would have heard like maybe an hour and a half or two hours ago. Okay. So yeah, we're much later now than where yeah. we were like a couple minutes ago. Okay. So real quick before we head out, I'll just give Jason another chance to to plug his band, his musical projects. Um, ah, I'm not a big plug guy, but yeah, uh, I've got a band called The Inbox. Uh, you can check us out on all uh, streaming platforms. Our EP is called This Side or the Other. Uh, Nick wanted me to say what my favorite song was. I would say Bridge Protector. It's our opening track. Uh, other than that, just, uh, you know, yeah, that's it. I'm a fun, I'm a fun guy just to have on a podcast, you know, I like to have fun. I got a cool family and that's about it. So you want to tip your cap one more time to your, your album of the year? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say that I'll stick by it. Science fiction. Fantastic. Uh, that Pacific daydream. I, I came in when I, when I showed up at your house tonight, I said, can we, can we do a tie? Yeah. Because I, no. I, I kept going back and forth. So, you know, tomorrow I might be in the car driving home. And I, I might say, you know, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was Weezer. So it, it's back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I feel very strongly about both. Uh, actually, all my top four. I, I all, At different points, they were all fantastic. So Let's say this. Uh, here's a challenge for the outro. It's an outro challenge. Don't put me on a beach. No, not the beach. If if you can imagine, maybe the majority of people listening even have never heard of Brand New, but it's your album of the year, what would you say to get them to to just go on Spotify or, or Apple Music and just to check it out? You know, why would you why would you uh want them to go and listen to it? Well, here here's what I would say. I've got a one-two plan. Okay. I would say go on Spotify and play the song Jesus Christ by Brand New. Play that song. See what you think. It's going to be a little strange, but I think you're going to like it. If you like it, then play Lit Me Up. That's the opening track off the new album, which you've had some issues with because it has that opening talk track. (laughs) But Jesus Christ into Lit Me Up, and then uh, go from there. And um, that's it. Okay. I'm done. Bender, hmm. before we head out for tonight, any any last mm-hmm. words on your album of the year? Why someone who might not be familiar with your pick should go out and uh, give it a nice listen. Give it a chance. Uh I think if you take a minute to read up on what Kesha's been through first, um, because you know she had three very successful albums, and then she sort of dropped off the face of the earth, and no one knew why for a long time. And so, if you just take a minute to read up on what she's been through, and then give Rainbow a listen, it's it's going to be more impactful. I mean, it's a great album for anybody, but, you know, I really followed her story 
maybe you know for a year or so before rainbow was even a, a figment you know i uh so i really i really have an attachment to the album because it's such a success story to me uh, I like that so just just take a minute read a couple articles about what cash has been through and then give rainbow a listen and just you know just be happy that she's here. I like that. Nick? Pretty good. If you like pop music, if you like Taylor Swift, and if you like a little bit of edge to your pop music, you're not going to get any better than 2017's reputation from Taylor Swift. No. She brings the heat on that album without compromise without apology it is an attitude laden tour de force of a pop record and it is perfect from track one all the way through the end in my opinion which is why it got its number one spot but I will say as an addendum if you're okay with one track being a little off the mark, that After Laughter by Paramore is neck and neck. And I think that it would appeal to the same crowd, to be honest with you. I've said this before, Taylor Swift and Haley Williams from Paramore occupy a very similar space range-wise when it comes to their pop music. And I think at this point you have to say Paramore is a pop band. Fair enough. I think that's fair enough. Fair enough. Paramore made a misstep on their album. It cost them their number one spot on my list. Not saying that my list means shit. I'm just saying, personally, that's what it came out to be. But if you can press skip on one track... Paramore's After the Laughter is near it's pretty much perfect. So, yeah. I got I one more thing. Got something yeah. to add in. One one more it, this is this is very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about like songs just we're, we're wrapping up. Yeah, we're wrapping up. I'd say overall this The Night Game, The Outfield, mm-hmm. again that that might be the song of the year. That might win out the night game. Yep, I will say it over and over again. Because we we from the use is my song of the year. Well, do you have a song? So of song the of the year, real quick. Uh, probably, I guess, probably learn to let go. All from Kesho. Although I do love the outfield. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. <gasps> it's so good. Yeah. So the band, the night game. The song's called the outfield. Uh, we all love it. So yeah, two yeah. of us picked it maybe as a song of the year, mm-hmm. and I think you would say top two or three. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would say, ending-wise, that's yeah. one. Go and fucking check out. Go and by check far. out. Yeah. By 100%. I want there to be more. You have time to check out a few songs. Check out The Night Game. Brand new. Science fiction. If you could pick one song. If, by, you, could, if you could tell the listeners... Check out this song, and we we each have to say something different. So you go first. 
for 2017, uh, listen to this one song. The, the outfit by the Night King. My pick is going, I will say, listen to over and over again. By the Used. By the Used. Perfect and pick. Hard Times by Paramore. That, 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 like that, that's about as good as it gets. That's just perfect. If you could make, you like, could put that on repeat. Just fucking drive around the city for like a, a year. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd have no issues. No, no. So, all right, guys. Well, this has been great. Did you I know. did I redeem myself? You redeemed yourself. Yeah, definitely. Bender's got to get home and get a little rest before work tomorrow. In, we've we've got we've got something big coming up in three hours. And Bender and I, uh, sorry, uh, Jason and I are gonna watch some tennis. Yes, pretty soon. Can I explain real quick or no? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, or should I not? No, go for it. Just just real quick. Just real quick. Uh, big tennis fan here. Uh, Roger Federer tonight is going for his twentieth Grand Slam final. Nick and I have been friends through all of these. He's never experienced a Grand Slam final of Roger Federer with me tonight for the first time ever. <laughs> we have prepared, because I have a ritual. I have Jolly Ranchers, two Red Bulls, and some beers. We are going to stay up and watch this. At 32 years old, finally. He is 36. He's 36. Roger We're Federer, 32. We are 32. Yeah. Roger Federer is 36. Anyone who tries to tell me that he is not the best athlete... Raju Chef, he won't listen to this, but he did have one good... He said, any, he said, when someone stops like shooting trash into a basket and saying Jordan, mm-hmm. and they say Federer instead, but it doesn't count. Roger Federer's the best athlete of all time. The motion matters. It, it, no one's going to hit a tennis Well, you'd trash. have to go like... But I will say this. If anyone threw something up, they'd probably go, Federer. Yeah, or Roger. Roger. He's 36, and he's going for his 20th Grand Slam. He has not lost a set. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's it's, it's, it's over. It's, it's a fucking joke. It's over. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So right. we're going to experience this finally together. Yeah. That, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Thanks for listening. Sorry we kept guys waiting for so long, but uh, we got it done. We're back now. We'll be weekly again. Yeah. Too sweet. Too, too sweet. Too sweet. I'll see you guys in... Uh, Next year. Febu- <laughs> February of, ni- of 22. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. Super divorce.